Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the MTG Complex Cast. My name is John, and I'm joined this week by my co-host, Chris. Hey. This week we're going to be talking about the aftermath of the recent modern bannings, as well as the effects of Theros Beyond Death on both Modern and Pioneer. Uh, but before we get into the podcast, I want to plug some video content we've been doing. Our YouTube is alive and well again. Um, we're going to be posting a video at least every other week, uh, basically on the uh, one week we're going to have the podcast, which will go up online, and then we're going to have a non-podcast video the other week on Fridays. So there's going to be a new video, I guess, every week, but it's going to be a non-podcast video every other week and we're gonna be doing a variety of things uh we're gonna be playing like uh sweet decks that we're just gonna pick up cold and probably play not very well and then we're gonna play with other decks that are more like things that we're experienced with and just do kind of like playthroughs through leagues with you know stuff like amulet or four color snow or things that we're fairly confident with uh so we're gonna have the more uh strategic content we're gonna have more of the uh the fun stuff where we just kind of throw it at the wall and see how well we do uh, but before we get was burn that? some tickets yeah burn some ticks set some ticks on fire uh, I already have one video up uh, from last week uh, so uh, when you're listening to this it'll have already been up for a week uh, I took out the Wargate Titan deck for a spin and did pretty well with it despite not having any idea what the hell I was doing so uh, check that one out there was a bit of a recording issue where it kind of cropped in the screen uh, didn't really show uh, the whole I didn't show my hand basically but you could see the battlefield um, but uh missed out on my hand by like a fraction of an inch unfortunately uh but that's going to be fixed in our future videos this is kind of a one-off it was the night right before they banned oko and by the time i noticed that it had happened oko was already banned so i couldn't do a retake so i put it up anyways because it was really fun league um so hopefully you can uh have the uh the experience like you're watching a gp or something where you can't see the hand and uh just enjoy uh me uh walking through the league <laughs> yeah, and you can pretend like there's still gp coverage yeah oh yeah Oof. low blow <sighs> too soon too soon it'll never be not too soon <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyways uh let's get into our weekly roundup where we talk about what we've been up to and what we played uh since last time we talked chris what have you been up to well uh since at the time all the new hype was around this strange no amulet People were calling it a no amulet amulet titan deck. It wasn't really an amuletless amulet deck. It was just a primeval titan field of the dead deck. Turns out those two are real good together. Peanut butter and jelly, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it turns out really good land with creature that brings lands into play. Play well together. What a surprise. Uh, so this was back in the day when Oko was still um, in the format. And... Obviously, you played a number of vocals in this deck, uh, but it's my first time ever playing it specifically. Uh, so I played I went three and one at FNM, played against Burn round one. I never even oakwood him out of the game, surprisingly. Uh, I think game one, he just kind of so he got me down really low. Like I think he eventually got me to one life. And he had two or three turns where he needed to rip, like... So one turn he had to have, specifically Burl's trying to kill me, and he didn't. And next time he could have had any two burn spells would have killed me, but he didn't. So I kind of lucked out there. Nice, nice. Better lucky than good, right? Yeah, as it turns out, he, he sacked two of the um, Sunbake Canyon, I believe. Is it the red-white? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. He cracked two of them on the same turn trying to find that, that lethal Burrow's Charm when I was at 4 life. 
But when he cracked his second one, he went down to no mana. And <laughs> the only card in his hand was what he drew off of the Sunbeam Canyon, which was the Boros Charm. Oh, he had no mana? So even a one-drop wouldn't have done it there. Yeah. So I was I was at four life, though. So um, had to be Boros Charm. But he found Boros Charm with the, you know, two too little mana. Yeah. So I get to untap and go up to six. So then he needed Boros Charm plus any other burn spell. And he, off the top, drew a creature. Does not get through a bunch of zombie tokens. Let me tell you. No, it does not. Uh, game two, I got ran over. <laughs> yeah, as burn does. Some, My Alberto Gizzard got bodies. searing, blazed, and Oof. that was the end. <laughs> Reaching for the fire extinguisher. Yeah, and then game three was pretty gross. I think I went turn one, radiant fountain. Turn two, um, like forest explore. Castle, our into Grazer, put in Bounce Land, pick up Radiant Fountain. So I turn three, I get to play Radiant Fountain for the second time and then activate <laughs> Castle for Primeval Titan. Stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> so on turn three, I'm still at 20 life and I have a Primeval Titan with two zombies with Field of the Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> but. But. Uh, round two, I play against Dredge, and we didn't really play Magic at all, and not just because it's Dredge, but also because it's Dredge. But it, we we both mold to five both games. Um, Riveting. But uh, in game one, he just dredged literally nothing ever. <laughs> Sounds good for you. So he had the turn one Shriekhorn, and he hit a Stinkweed. Went five, Shriekhorn two more, Shriekhorn two more. Another street, you know, another stinkweed, five more. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> nothing. I mean, like, maybe there was like a creeping chill in there or something, but. No, nothing to get traction on the board, yeah. though. Yeah. So eventually I, you know, played enough lands and played a Titan and the game ended. And then game two, it was kind of the same story, except now I had a Bajuka Bog in my deck. So. <laughs> Makes things a lot better, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, round three, I played against Infect. It was the Bant Infect with Teferi. And I kept kind of a slow hand, thinking that he'd be, my opponent would be playing some sort of like, I don't know, stupid Leonard Arbiter bullshit type of deck, mm-hmm. which he's been known to play. Um, and then he goes like, turn one, Noble Hierarch. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> I somehow managed to win game one because I... I elked his only infector. <laughs> and then I had enough Aboreal Grazers laying around to just throw in front of it until I had zombies, and then that was it. Just, like, throw them in front of the bus. <laughs> Although, he did um, minus his Teferi to pick up his infector to replay it, to unelk it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's value. But at the end of the day, it was still a Glistener Elf and just got, yeah. you know, chumped Stumbled. all day long. Hey, Grazer's um, great. Game two, he kills me on turn two. Nice. <laughs> That's why he play Infect. I think it was like... Yeah, so I think it was turn one Glister Elf, turn two scale up double mutagenic growth. Ah, yeah. Oh. So yeah, okay. Delicious. I did not have turn one Grazer, I fucking died. <laughs> that was so fun playing that deck when I was prepping for, I think it was like GP Portland, like... Year before last, I think, or something. 
God, yeah, playing against big mana and just like fucking slapping him on turn two with uh, Glistener Elf. That's so good, especially against like Tron, like mono green Tron. Oh, oh, yeah, did good things to my soul. Chicken soup. Yeah, it's like if I had a turn um Grazer, then I could have had turn to Oko to try and elk his thing, but alas, I just did the big die. Like, um, at, at last you did the big die. <laughs> game three, I probably could have won if I had just played better. Oof. Uh, opponent beast within one of my lands, which was very rude. Because I had kept a hand that was a bit higher on interaction, a bit lower on land. And of course, playing a deck with 30 lands in, I never drew. I could have, you know, wasn't drawing more lands very easily. Uh-huh. So I had Vesuva to copy his Ink Moth Nexus. You know, it was another, like, defense mechanism or whatever. But the problem was I really needed my lands to, like, cast spells. So there was... I had attacked <laughs> with the beast one too many times. So I would have had to <clears throat> animate and jump... So I, I'd elked his Glistener Elf. But he has, like, tons of cards in hand. I'm like, I'm not sure if I can survive if he just... Does regular elk. damage? Yeah. <laughs> and so... He's attacking, and I'm like, well, okay, so if... But if I animate with a Sync Moth and Chump it, it won't even die because it's an Elk. It's a 3-3. And then I'll be down a land, and then I'll have to Chump again next turn with my Beast. And if I go land into... Like, I couldn't draw land, land, and Titan. So I felt I had to just take it, hope I didn't die, and then rip the the titan off the top because i had the land in my hand for six mana and he just like oh but come on man's palm spell palm spell palm spell blah from 16 you're dead yeah it's like, uh yep rip man but come on man's is hot in that deck so it's like had i just you know left my beast back one turn use that to jump and the following turn i've had like another draw step so maybe it would have in the difference i don't know i don't know why i stopped playing in fact i love that deck because <laughs> the deck's bad yeah but i mean being bad doesn't stop me from playing a lot of decks chris it's probably because it's just the same thing every game yeah it's true i did get really bored of it i guess it's a very linear deck and it's, you either like, just get punished or you don't yeah i guess i just always think it's gonna be really fun and then i play it for a while and i get really bored yeah that's why I got bored of humans too. I mean, I guess blowing I up get, people's fun and all of it. I guess I just don't get bored of playing Delver decks like in Legacy because like the cantrips keep it interesting and like the soft permission. And I, you know, Infect is one of those decks that when you lose with Infect, you just you didn't get to play the game, right? I mean, it's, like, it's a deck that is trying to avoid either player from playing very much Magic. Yeah, like you were you were trying to condense the amount of Magic being played into a very very. Small amount. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite as bad as like Belcher. Yeah, I mean, your goal is to kill on turn two, so. But it's it's similar in the sense of like when you lose, you didn't do anything at all. Yeah. I mean, your ideal kill is on turn two, so like that's just not a whole lot of magic. Period. Yeah. Uh, round four, I honestly can't remember what my opponent was playing. Uh, I think it was a fair mid-range deck of some sort. 
because I remember him playing his turn one spell, and I was like, oh, this is a very easy matchup for me. <laughs> Too fair. But uh, if you were my round for our opponent, and I've forgotten what you're playing, sorry about that. But um, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. It's rare for you to forget things, though. Yeah, I do remember uh, he... <laughs> Before the last round started, he he told me that, oh, he was a little bit newer to the store. And like, oh, did you want to split? I was like, I don't know what the etiquette is here. Do people normally split or whatever? And I was like, ah, you know, some people like to split. Some people don't. I mean, it's kind of whatever. Like, if someone offers a split and you say no, it's like, you know, no one really holds it against you. It's just, you know, whatever. So, okay, so you want to split? I'm like, nah, let's just play. (laughs) (laughs) No splits. Kill them all. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. Excellent. Yeah, I did end up winning then, so lucky me, I guess. No punishment. Hey, man. Gotta have the fire. Nice splits, kill them all. What? Just guy fires? Yeah, we should do a we should do a fires video on the YouTube channel. Look like it's a sweet. I briefly considered trying to build the um taking turns fires deck oh in modern yeah yeah deck is also sweet because mystic sanctuary is so stupid in that deck what the hell it's really stupid in a lot of decks man (laughs) like but it's like oh usually putting card on top is not that good because you have to redraw it oh look it's my turn again oh oh i drew a time warp oh again how'd that get there what a surprise wow wow Oh, look, yeah. zero mana. I guess don't take another turn. Wow. <laughs> look at that. Oh, my God. It's a miracle. Oh, Cryptic Command. I'm going to draw a card. Oh, about the six. I'll play. Oh, 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 the Miracle One Exiles, actually, right? Wow. I think the Miracle One Exiles itself, doesn't it? Yeah. To avoid exactly. They. Watsi, for once, saw into the future, into a distant timeline, and realized that that would be fucking busted. <laughs> Holy shit. And they're like, oh, Nexus Fate, if it shuffles in, it can't be abused, right? Uh, uh, uh. That's where you're wrong, kiddo. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Can you then res- that is lead. it a trigger or is it a replacement effect? I it's forget. a replacement effect. Okay, so you can't, like, in response. It's no. if it would go to the graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into your library instead. That's like Immercool Aeon's Torn versus Blightsteel, right? Like, one's a trigger and one's a replacement effect? Yes. Yeah. Blight Steel is a replacement, Emrakul is a trigger. Trigger, yeah, they learned. A few sets later, they realized. (laughs) But Rip still stops both. Yeah, but like, uh, cards like, what, Reanimate? Is Reanimate an instant? Like Gorio's Vengeance? Shallow Grave for all you Tim Vins people out there? Yeah, instant speed reanimation is still really good with uh, Emrakul. Anyway, what have you been up to since we last talked, John? Well, I've been getting fucking destroyed by decks of hex drinker in them <laughs> apparently was it uh, you that was sitting next to i i did see someone get slapped by a hex drinker it was probably I think it was you <laughs> two weeks ago <clears throat> so i think it was round one of of both weeks i played against a, a hex drinker deck it was jund one week and then naya the next and like yeah i just like couldn't beat a hex drinker it was just like you know trading resources back and forth and it's like you know both a little bit you know light on action they're just like oh hex drinker pump uh-huh pump yeah pump 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 yeah fucking kill you like yeah <laughs> like 
Because it's Ugh. like, if it's protected from instance, you already can't kill it. Yeah. Like, I have to block it with Kotal, but they just don't attack. They just, like, I'll just wait a few more turns and feed some more mana just anyway. wait one turn, and they hit you yeah. for six. Yeah. So you, have you like, have to have Dead of Winter for six at that point? Like, okay, good luck. Yeah, and then there's like, oh, here's another extra. Rip. Yeah. So, it demands, like, like an answer. Six kills you pretty like, quick. It demands like immediate answer. Like hex drinker resolves, gotta have the answer right there, which can be hard. Uh, so that's been a little frustrating. Um, but um, yeah, I played uh, 4C control before Uko got banned, and then also after. Spent a lot of time like prepping post Oko. Is like, okay, I got my list figured out. Like, got my sideboard figured out, mapped it all out, made a sideboard plan. Like, really did my homework. I was like, I'm not gonna just like show up with like, oh, I took the three Okos out and threw three random cards in. I like really thought about like what I thought the good decks and the meta would be and like how I wanted to position myself and sideboard. Planned it all out and got fucking slapped at FN. <laughs> got destroyed. I uh I lost three of the rounds and I won one 2-0 against Burn of all decks. Ah. Oko, who needs those? Don't need Oko. Just just have your opponent mold a five game one and turn two, turn three, collector brutality for three, but and game two. <laughs> <laughs> Just got him. Yeah, I'd like I'm like over here with like no cards in hand. My opponent's got like, you know, like a decent amount of cards left. I'm just like they're like cards that did nothing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm over here at like 24 life or whatever. It's good. It's good shit. Um But yeah, uh so I didn't just play modern though. Um I've played well, played some other stuff too. I did our video for the Wargate Titan deck, which unfortunately Chris couldn't make it to, but that deck was sweet. Uh I really enjoyed um playing a kind of different deck. Um I don't really play big mana decks i mean we did our we did a, a league together a while back with the pioneer field of the dead deck which honestly the wargate titan deck did have a lot of similarities to um and just like and like how you kind of like want to like i know your your goal is to just make a bunch of zombies right yeah um, i mean notable differences being primeval type yeah titan was just like gg usually yeah you don't have to play um, shitty cards like uh castle um Lockwain? No, not Lockwain. What's the no, blue one? Vantress. We were playing Castle Vantress. Vantress. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and so that was cool. Um, Wargate was like way less sweet than I thought it was going to be. It was basically a three mana pull a card, like a land out of your deck, or like a four mana get a one mana uh, sideboard card. It was actually really good getting like Grafdigger's Cage post board against like. Um, I played against the Yog- green black Yogmoth deck. Like Grafiker's Cage destroys that deck, um, and then I uh, I had it also against uh, Storm. Um, and uh, I think someone pointed out in the comments of the YouTube video I actually lost a game I could have won because I didn't sideboard in Bajukabog. I just like yeah, not, rookie not, mistake. Yeah, just like not used to playing decks for your like boarding lands in and out right, and so I just like missed it and was like I had a, a chance where I like wargated and could have like actually gone and got a Bajukabog and like yeah you know. Uh, stayed ahead in that game and, and and not lost and probably won because of that um so i went like i think i went three and two i lost to the storm deck and i lost to the yogmoff deck and the yogmoff match was really close um i probably again i don't think i played optimally in like any of the matches um 
because I'm just not familiar with playing that kind of deck. Um, so I think the Yawgmoth match, I think they A, got a little bit lucky in game, game three, um, and I was just not playing great. Um, so I think if I'd like played tight the whole time, um, I could have uh, definitely won four and maybe even five. That Storm one, you know, is winnable, it sounds like. So I could have gone 5-0 if I'd played better. The deck was really sweet. Um, so that was really cool, you know, to like pick up a new type of deck that I'm not very familiar with and and feel like I had a chance of going 5-0 if I just hadn't made quite so many mistakes. That's a really encouraging feeling. Yeah, I guess I did take it for a spin in like the free room before I handed mm-hmm. it off to John just to see what it was all about. I get paired against Mono Red Prowess with Kiln Fiends and I cannot believe that I won the matchup. <laughs> Turns out Kiln Fiend is much worse as an elk. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> um, also, but- opponent never drew Crash through when they really needed to. Yeah, yeah, the Ritu boys kind of running defense for you there. Yeah, and even like, you know, when you dump a bunch of zombies in play, they still have one turn where they can just go big and still sneak in the last couple points of damage, and they just never found Crash through. And man, I don't know dick about sports, but I'm going to make a reference here. 49ers went to the Super Bowl, right? I, th- I believe that's what yeah. happened. They won yeah. last night. So you just get rid of the whole defensive you know, lineup and just bunch of fucking arboreal grazers. Got them. <laughs> Unstoppable defense. <laughs> <laughs> That card is insane, though. Like, I don't know. Like, it was kind of like sh- like showing up a little bit here and there, and then people started playing it, and then people started really playing it. And everyone was like, "Wow, this card's just like really good, <laughs> keeping you alive." Like, zero three reach for one that also ramps you is just like Steve. Steve wishes, right? Like, I mean, Steve pulls the land out of your deck. Steve is Steve is but, good too, but but like a grazer can block multiple times, potentially more than once. Yeah, like, which is a big deal. Like, it's so good against like infect. Right, yeah. you just like the, oh, attack you by one glister up block, and they're like, uh, do I waste a pump spell on a boreal grazer, or do I just <laughs> yeah. time walk myself for three turns? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty brutal. Like, you got, if they have if they have to burn a pump spell on your grazer, you got a lot of value out of that grazer, right? Like, yeah, what is that like a three for one basically? Like for one mana, that's hot. Like, I guess not quite a three for one because they keep their infector, but but yeah, it's. It's really two and change yeah pretty hot um yeah especially in a deck like infect where like time is of the essence to like get out uh head on damage before your opponent can stabilize yeah. and reach is like very relevant yeah it really is um ink moth no 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 yeah just a lot of decks that are like sneaking in damage in the air and gracer just says no to that but um so yeah i played the titan deck uh, it was sweet to very kind of underwhelmed too uh i think part of it might be just me like i don't know i always feel like i like I don't feel like I played Teferi very well. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Every time I play the card, I'm like, man, I like feel like I always feel like I make a mistake when I'm playing with Teferi, which is kind of weird. But I just I always feel like I'm like sequencing kind of poorly with him. So yeah, but you got a you got a Teferi minus on your grazer to draw a land and then replay it with your yeah grazer. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big brain or Teferi time. minus on your primeval titan. Value 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 value. But uh, I think the deck is actually still playable without Oko. Um, and Oko was obviously like really good. But um, I think in a post Oko world, the deck is still playable. Um, I don't know if we want to do like another video with it quite so soon after. But I don't know, maybe just for fun, we can take it out and. and okay, have so a spin be, with it. Be, I'll just say it now, so I don't have to talk about it later. As far as these like ramp Field of the Dead decks, like like this, like the Wargate one or the Simic Color one, I don't think they're real decks anymore without Oko. Straight mm. up. 
I just don't think they're real decks. Because um, the whole point of playing those decks instead of Titan Shift was to have access to Oko. Yeah. So you don't get fucking ranched by like the burn decks and stuff. Yeah. But now that you don't have that, it's like, why would you There's play no it instead of right. yeah. Valga? And- because the Valga decks are still playing Field of the Dead. Yeah. You get everything. You get you get the Titans, you get the fields, and you get the the Valkids. Yeah, you get- so you can kill them like immediately when Titan comes down or the escape sheet for something, but you still have Field of the Dead in case that's better. Yeah, you pressure them in a lot of angles, yeah. And now with the new like um Dryad guy, mm-hmm. makes all your lands basically like the Prismatic Omen. Yeah, Prismatic dude. Omen Dryad. Like playing Valkids, you're even more incentivized to play Valkids. So I I don't really see a reason to play more of a blue-green slanted version. No, I don't think there is much of a reason. I mean, I think it. I think it's still like you could run it through a league and do well. But yeah, I don't think there's like a reason to. Yeah, I, sure. Like the deck is probably still okay and playable, but I. Yeah. I think it's almost strictly worse than just Titan. Ship. Oh, I would totally agree. I would totally agree with that. I don't think there's much incentive. You don't get a better mana base. You don't get a faster kill. Like I don't think having access to like Uro, the new Titans, like enough of a draw no to, to make so it either. worth it and like you could play that in the shift deck if you really wanted to too like yeah yeah so like you could like you could alter your shift deck to have more lands so you could play um grazers instead of like search for tomorrows if you wanted to or whatever but i mean yeah i, I just I mean, don't see the, the access to your like cheap sideboard cards was like a cool aspect of the wargate deck so like if you end up in a format where like graphics cage is like really good but like you could just play four Grafticker's cages or some ley lines in your Titan deck, like like turn four is well, turn you're ramping, yeah. so maybe like turn I two, mean, turn I three. I don't know how you felt about the mana base, but I felt the mana base in the the Bant version at least was pretty bad. It was kind of awkward, yeah. Like making sure you have turn one green for Grazer and then Bant on turn two or three for your Wargate, but you still have these <laughs> stupid lands like. Cavern of Souls and Radiant mm-hmm. Fountain bullshit like Castle Garenbrig, which doesn't like cast Grazer on one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or Definitely. stuff like you know Teloria West is that for your blue sort? Like, it's not the smoothest. No, I think Tainjiv really wins out there. Yeah, I agree. But uh, so I played that. That was fun. Um, and then I put together a Legacy deck and a Premodern deck again for bringing FNM, and I jammed a bunch of games the last two weeks. Um, with those, uh, Blue Red Delver, man, Ooh, Blue Red Delver is a lot better than it was when I last played it. Uh, Brazen Borrower, like, so the Blue Red Delver decks had a hell of a time against the um, the Merit Lage decks before, right? Like, the Dark Depths decks, just like, they put a 2020 into play, and like, main deck, you didn't have an answer, right? <laughs> you're like yeah, a Blue it Red. it just becomes like, the Abyss until you're out of Flyers and you die. Yeah, like, you're a counterburn deck. Like, you didn't run main deck bounce. Like, why would you? You needed Sideboard Vapor Snag or Seal of um, Removal, I think it's called. Seal of Removal. I played that sometimes, just so you could, like, get Prowess triggers and run it. You could, like, run it out early. It's like how people play Seal of Fire and Mono Red Prowess. I was doing that, like, a long time ago, uh, but with the blue seal um, for the same reasons. Um but brazen borrower is just good like it's just like kind of true true name nemesis kind of like light it does kind of some it's like you know three one like hard to block um but it also is a bounce spell so um i jammed a ton of games against a uh green white depth deck with like a sylvan reclaimer and um 
uh, Night of the Royal Quarry, like that kind of thing. So Jury Steep to like, you know, give protection. Um, it was a sweet deck. Um, so we jammed a bunch of games, like a ton of, ton of game ones. And uh, I was, I feel like I was favored game one. And uh, the person that was watching us commented the same, which was like really surprising. Like Blue Red Delver favored against this, like, you know, this land combo deck game one. So you get to, you get to play like Wasteland and Blue Red now. And uh, the deck's just kind of changed a lot. Um, it feels like it's doing a lot of the stuff like the old Grixis Delver deck was, but with only two colors, which is really cool. And some people are still playing Grixis, so they get access to like um, the discard and sideboard um, Pike Engineer um, and stuff yeah, like that. Therapy Power Master still seems really good. Um, yeah, I don't know how many people are doing that, but yeah, um, it's always going to be like an option. It's it's such a powerful you know synergy. Um, but yeah, super fun. I might have to like, uh, I might do a league with it for one of our videos. Um, just cause I, I, I felt like I slipped back into playing the deck like really competently, very quickly. Um, I was just like, you know, burning through my cantrips quickly, like felt really comfortable playing. I mean, it's, I played the deck a lot previously, so I have a lot of experience with it. So, um, I might, I might start jamming it online again, uh, get some reps in and then do a video for you guys. Uh, cause it's such a fun deck to play. Um, the uh general arcanist uh angle to the deck just like you you could do so much now in just blue red that you couldn't do before where you're like you can you know play a card advantage game with general arcanist you can go wide if uh pyromancer you can get really aggressive with your uh delver draws um and then you've got you know turning nemesis still for like an unblockable angle so you can play kind of a chip shot game uh and with your density of cantrips and um having you know okay ish for uh, legacy removal like you're Really solid, I gotta imagine, against like everything except for um I'm sure the Eldrazi decks are still problematic. And then I don't know about these new like snow decks. Um I heard on another I forget which legacy podcast it was. Brain I feel bad, I can't remember which podcast it was. I wanted to plug them, but I listen to a legacy podcast occasionally. Um Eternal Dirtles. I think it's Eternal Dirtles is the one. Uh and they were talking a little bit about how like the matchup is like not super far off um just because like I, I imagine that like you know the snow deck is really good at like being a control deck but delvers always just had like a really good tempo plan and they're like breach they're branching out into like playing more colors and stuff now so like awkward stuff can happen like that with the uh the snow deck like what happens when you're like arkham's astrolabe gets dazed right like <laughs> suddenly like you have like very bad mana um so yeah i'm hoping to do a little bit more legacy content we haven't really done much legacy content for a while i think mainly because i'm like the only one that really plays legacy anymore since chris has had his poor baby elves put down um i mean with the renaissance gone maybe maybe yeah but i'm not really i don't i don't know if it's a good idea to go play elves again just to get shit on by all these underworld breach decks <laughs> yeah uh man i saw someone was playing like um they're playing like a Maverick deck, and they're like, man, I sure am happy everyone's playing these Underworld Breach decks. And they had like, god, they had like a Deafening <laughs> Silence in play, and like a Scavenging Ooze, and I think like a Thalia. <laughs> like all, I was like, dear god, like, like elves can't quite do that, but no, yeah, like you just like you play too many one drops yourself, but ooh, yeah, it was sweet. So you could play something like that. It's not quite not really quite your favorite strategy though. Um But yeah, so then I we did that. I played a little bit of uh pre-modern, played some Esper Control, uh four Exalted Angels, um <laughs> playing some morphs for the first time in a long time. Uh a little bit of discard, a little bit of counter magic, uh impulse and factor fiction. Real good. Uh super fun. Really like that format. Would recommend checking it out. If um You've never tried it. It's 
just proxy it up and find someone to play it with. It's really fun um, playing with the older cards. The spells are, you know, really powerful. The creatures are pretty weak, but like still interesting. Um, I feel like the older creatures, a lot of the designs are just like way more interesting because like you know, they weren't packing as much like just like raw power into them back then, but like they just did cool things, you know. Um, and the format's kind of slower, so you can you can afford to play some of these more expensive creatures, and you could in a, in a format like Modern or or Legacy. Um, so it's fun would recommend uh pre-modern to people and worse that reminded me of um something i saw today about i think it was like i read a post of convince me to play your pet deck oh yeah and someone was brought up the soul herder deck oh i want to play that deck that deck's sweet he's like oh yeah so what you can do is you just i play the um red morph acroma and you just (sighs) ephemerate it and it comes back on the Acroma side, not as a morph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do and that so, in uh, Death and Taxes like years ago in Modern. Yeah, because you can like flicker with spit, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, oh yeah, so like the no one expects <laughs> to get beat down by a eight mana red card in the out of the Bant deck. Dude, nothing used to kill that card. Like like back like pre like when like Twin was a thing. Like no one played cards that killed a like the black. There was no like good black removal back then. Like people forget that like before Fatal Push, like black removal sucked ass. We didn't have cast down. We didn't have uh, fatal push. Like we didn't have people were playing like um, what's the one that doesn't kill like werewolves? Victim, Victim of, of, of night. night. Like that was like one of the better team out of black removal spells. Although John, I'll tell you, once uh, the acroma is no longer a morph, you can't kill it with fatal push or cast down. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like it's impossible <laughs> to kill. Like it's but pro white, pro blue. So you can't ba- so. you can't bounce it. You can't path it. It's way too big to kill with red removal. Like it's just, it's just a big fucking beater. <laughs> and it hurts. Uh, yeah, it hurts. It really hurts. That card's sweet. I used to love playing that. People were kind of picked up. They knew what I was doing after showing up a few times. They were like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta kill them more." <laughs> well, you're tapped out. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a six six, and yeah. it has like fire breathing. <laughs> yeah, it's cause it's like it's got flample, right? Or no. Oh yeah, it does have flample. Does flample? Does it have haste? No, not that it matters for a morph, but not usually at least. But yeah, so it's got yeah, it's got flample, fire breathing, and pro white and blue six six. Yeah, you know the band deck isn't fire breathing it, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that's hard. Yeah, they like go to kill it, and like they somehow find a way to kill it, and you just ephemerate it. (laughs) Yeah, actually, you can't because it's pro white. Oh shit. That's funny. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They thought of everything. Watsy Watsy strikes again, man. See old R and D? All the answers. All the answers. <laughs> they got it all figured out, man. Balanced. Looking into the future. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely it. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I've uh we've had some sweet decks. Uh, did you play anything else uh, since we last talked? Any any different decks or anything? Any weird formats? Did you play EDH? I did not. Uh, we, people always talk about how much we love EDH because we played played it that one time on an airplane. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting shit from people. Oh, it's his favorite format. That was oh, hella funny though. John loves EDH. Yeah. Play okay. Playing any sort of magic on a fucking airplane like tray table. It's terrible. Just terrible. Terrible. It's just it's funny but terrible. Yeah. It's like deck box in the and lap. I will I'll I'll 
draw two, like, brainstorm. You, like, draw three cards out of your box. Like, put two cards back it's in like, the box. Oh, I don't box. have enough fetch. Pull deck out of box to shuffle. Put deck back inside. <laughs> and, like, oh, graveyard also in box behind, like, the divider. Oh. Like, oh, Snapcaster Mage. Let me just go. What's in my grave? <laughs> What a fucking shit show. And then, the, like, the dice, like, oh, better hope there's no turbulence. Or they, like, don't try to... They try to deliver drinks while we were playing, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. fuck. I am thirsty, but... My tokens... <laughs> they they take all the space up. Uh, yeah. And then, like, where's the command zone? Also in the box somewhere. <laughs> yeah, another divider behind the tokens. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, and there's like the divot where the like the cup holder is. Yeah, <laughs> my dice for like my life total goes there in the in the little, the little divot. It's like deck boxes just between legs, beneath the the tables. You like scoot, you like lean back to like <laughs> into yeah. draw your card. <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking shit show. Uh, yeah, well, that was a mistake. I don't know why we thought that'd be a good idea. Well, we can just play like fucking modern or something. Did you imagine like playing amulet though? Like, yeah, I mean, the- <laughs> all your lands, like, you'd still you'd be looking through the deck way more. Like, <laughs> like uh, I wanted to coin to search. I think I can kill you with what I already have, and I don't want to like pull my deck out. So like, can I just verbalize? <laughs> just, like amulet mental magic. Mental magic <laughs> sounds awful for the other person. <laughs> you don't know how to play amulet, like, no, that's 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 oof. fuck that. So you remember I had all these lands in play, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I a quick name check for Fuel of the Dead. <laughs> Anyways, I think we can get into some of our main topics now. Uh, the big one is it's uh it's a little bit past. We got caught on. Unfortunately, we've been really lucky with like the weeks things have been happening for a while now. It's always been the week we were recording, like on Monday. But unfortunately, this time um we were a week behind. Uh, last week uh there was an update to the ban and restricted list. Uh, and um, we had some surprises, and uh, and one not so much of a surprise. I think we had one surprise, one not surprise at all, and one what the fuck? semi-surprise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how you line it up. So uh, they banned Oko. Big Shocking. surprise. Shocker. Um, not that I didn't see it coming. I am a little bit, a little bit salty that... Uh, that we still have um, Veil of Summer in the format. I'm pretty sure we like talked about Oko the previous episode. Yeah, we did. About uh, how like was... Oko, Oko was actually warping the format. Yeah, and, and it was. That's the the sad truth. Yeah. So Oko <clears throat> is gone. I got my uh, my sweet. Uh, I think I have them right here. Oh yeah, I'll show I'll show the listeners. You can't see Chris. I got my altar sleeves in the mail Friday, the Friday of the banning. Uh, got uh, some nice uh, altar sleeves for my Okos. They're like kind of like snowy full art uh, extensions. Uh, they're super cool, and I'm never gonna get to fucking play with them in modern now because the ban. Never again. They got eaten by customs for like a month. Didn't show up on time. They finally show up the Friday that the ban. I think it took did it take place on the Friday, or I know on Moto it was earlier, but I think like. I think for it was, paper it no, took no paper. It was the same time. Was it the same? Okay, yeah, it was, it was the time. first FNM I could have played with them. Gone. Yeah. So I got home, like already planned everything out. I was like, oh, put my non-Oko deck together. Fucking check the mail. Oh my, my sleeves are here. Great. 
awesome. Thanks. Thanks, US Customs. <laughs> Thanks, Watsy. Fuck both of you. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they ship out of like the, Nether- the Netherlands or something. So they're cool, though. Um, I like them. Um, they're, uh, they're quite nice. Uh, they line up well. The uh, color's good. Um, a little like shiny on the actual art of the car, but the, like the altar art is like much more matte, which is kind of weird. Um, so like you got like if you like if you like turn the card, you get like the like the kind of like the foil and not the foil, but like the sleeve shine or glare. You know what I'm talking about, right? The like the sleeve glare, but you just get it on like the original art underneath the altar, which is weird. So it's like my Oko, the Oko Oko himself is like shiny, but everything around him is not, which is kind of weird. <laughs> um but yeah they're cool uh check them out um i think it's like altersleeves.com not showing here just like honestly think they're uh pretty cool i was excited to find out about them they have a lot of like edh stuff and some some modern stuff i think they've been like really catering to edh players they're like really pricey though it's like eight euros yeah. each shipped like all, all inclusive um international shipping is kind of a bear um so yeah mike out what 24 euros for my Oko sleeves so that's sweet <laughs> uh but speaking of other people who are out a lot more money uh mox opal also got banned and this is one yeah. that people had expected it to be gone for a long time and it never did go and then right when no one was really expecting it poof <laughs> gone banned i did you hear anyone talking about opal like outside of like a whimsical fantasy type of uh context for this BNR update um i mean there was amusings about it and because like wizards stated what everyone else was already thinking that once oko was gone Urza would become the de facto best deck again. Mm-hmm. So they had to do something to make Urza not the best deck. But I think more people were leaning towards them just getting rid of um, Urza altogether. That's what I would have liked to see. <laughs> and not Mox Opal. No, they did head At off. At the same time, Mox Opal, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Mox Opal's not that bad. It's fine. Cards like faithless busted. looting it's not a big deal but mox opal is like at the end of the day fundamentally against what wizards is trying to make the game about mm-hmm. right like they hate vast mana and they hate these like solitaire uh uninteractive combo decks mm-hmm. right and Whenever we find some obscene, stupid-ass combo, it very frequently involves Mox Opal. Yeah. I think it's like Sam Black said, like, we had Mox Opal, like, aggro decks, Mox Opal combo decks, Mox Opal control decks, and Mox Opal midrange decks now. Like, we had it all with Mox Opal. It does it all. Like, it's not just a combo card. It's not just an aggro card. Like... Mox Opal is just good if you can find a shell that supports it. It's fast mana. Fast mana is super busted. Yeah, and it's mana of any color. I mean, yeah. the card's pretty absurd. Urza's also very absurd, but yeah. 
I think we've we've all known Mox Opal's like pretty nuts for a long time. Long a long time. But people, people kind of give I, it I feel up like on everyone's it. kind of had this attachment, just like oh, you know, Mox Opal is. It's like it. Def- it's you know one of the modern's defining cards. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know a few people that like really are sad to see Opal go, and the timing was kind of weird. But like that card's been just a problem in modern for forever. Like it's just so feel bad playing against fast mana. Like remember how dumb it used to be playing against affinity. Steven's not here, so we can talk shit. But like, remember how fucking bad it felt to just get slapped by Affinity when they just vomited their hand out? It was so busted. Like, yeah, like when they just turned one, like Archibald Ravager or Steel Overseer, and turned to Edge Champion. Yeah, we're like, oh, turn one Cranial Blade and turn to Edge Champion equip. Like, you just fucking died sometimes, like really fast, and it was like all off the back of, of Opal Roy that make made that happen, and like you know the format kind of the power level of the format increased um, and left Am- uh, Affinity behind, but it didn't leave Opal behind. Opal, Opal just as a card is how it functioned, just like you know stayed yeah, attached Opal to the found format. A way. Yeah, I mean it was just good. So you know uh, you know Affinity didn't really you know keep up with the times, but Opal sure yeah, as hell. Springleaf Drum did not age as well as Moxie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, uh, and another thing is that they were kind of getting out in front a little bit of the, uh, these underworld breach decks. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but man, they looked miserable to play. Against. Yeah. The grinding station breach list people were talking about. Yeah. And if legacy is any indication, man, legacy has been overrun with underworld breach decks, underworld breach decks the last like week. Um, I mean, part of it's just everyone wants to tinker with like the hot new card, but I don't know, man. Like that card's putting up a mess of five O's, and like these decks are just gross. Like I showed you the uh, the Delver one, right? And like yeah, the it's com- just like the- a Delver deck that happens to be playing this random Underworld Bridge Brain Freeze with Infernal Delver. Tutors. Like what? Like yeah, and the combo is quite compact. Like you're still like get to play like this aggro tempo deck that has a combo finish. Like that's always like. Red flag, like alarm bells going off. Like, wait, wait, wait. Like, you can just like shove this package into like an already really powerful deck and like do all this other busted ass shit. Like, that's concerning. So, yeah, and because of the way Underworld Breach works, like you can use any of the cards any any other point during the game, and they're still there, ready to go when you need to combo mm-hmm. off. Yeah. It's not like in Splitter and Twin where you have these sprint wins that don't do dick except for when they're you know winning the game like led you can led inferno tutor for whatever you want yeah like maybe it's probably underworld breach it's just but- car- it's just card advantage late in the game too and like a fair matchup like you just you can just breach and it resolves and you can just like cast some dudes out of your yard or some cantrips yeah and like you just like two for one or three for one like that's really good it's like <laughs> sorcery snapcaster mage almost yeah and right? then it also just, just replay this delver replay some you know brainstorms or whatever and then, yeah like obviously that doesn't sound super exciting in the format but like 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 legacy but like that's the failure case like that's that's when you don't combo kill them that's like your plan b your plan b is just like being a really good value card like, <laughs> that's yeah so 
we'll see where these decks end up i don't know the format you know ha legacy has a lot of ways to counteract this and, and modern does too but i don't know i'm glad we didn't really have to live with opal opal uh groaning station breach decks and modern i think the amount of like pruning that wadsey has done on fast mana in modern should hopefully help keep this in check i mean mox it was it mox amber is still like a thing yeah but, but see you gotta work harder for that yeah you need to have the the thing that you want to use amber to cast has to be in play so although emery already has affinity for artifacts so emery's yeah. really good with these kind of decks yeah that's a card that yeah, that's oh man. I don't know how that. I mean, the card's not like crazy busted, but it just does a lot. It's like a really solid role player in a type of decks that didn't really need more solid role players. Like, ooh, like artifact combo decks. Like, definitely needed another like piece, like a, oh, an even better glint nest crane or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like like people were playing that sometimes. It was like, eh, it's okay. Like we play it because it does what we need it to do it's like fuck glintness crane play emery get a card every turn if you have like the right conditions also costs one mana also stocks your yard up but what the fuck anyways what four fucking toughness like <laughs> yeah i don't know that card's gross anyways we're obviously biased against uh artifact decks so we'll move on a little bit from that uh but yeah so i say opal's banned modern will never be the same again uh as far as that goes um, people are gonna have to find other ways to power out their their cards. Um, Mox Amber is gonna have to pull a lot of slack. Um, so I think that's definitely gonna be a good thing. I think Urza is still very good. Um, I think people are still kind of licking their wounds, trying to figure out how to build the best Urza deck. But I think Grixis Urza is gonna be back. It's gonna be a really solid deck, um, and it'll be a little bit slower, which is good. So maybe maybe it can uh, maybe it has a home in the format that isn't um, oppressive. Just, you know, being a little bit slower, a little bit less able to churn through its deck as quickly. But uh, Ursa is still a very powerful card. The last ban, kind of a strange one, although I can see their reasoning. Um, it's a ban I don't think needed to happen, but it, it feels like a, like a quality of life ban. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the banning of Michael Synthlatus was really not on anybody's radar i don't think anyone expected this like like seriously like <laughs> i think people were Why? talking about it when karn was first brought into the format mm -hmm. because like oh this is so dumb like there's no one you can't do anything about it and came to find out that sure it's it was good like it it ends the game if you're ahead on board it's 10 mana when the lock comes down but it is a lot of mana, and the card has to be protected, and all this kind of stuff. It's not just free value. No. It is, however, a very compact win condition for a big mana deck. Yeah. Like, one card in your sideboard was not a very big price to pay yeah. for having such a gross lock at your disposal. But at the same time, it these... Michaels and Flattis decks weren't taking over the format. They were doing quite well, but they weren't taking over, yeah. But Eldrazi Tron was doing quite well in the format, even with um, Oko and, and Urza. Um, it was hanging, it was like what Death Shadow, Eldrazi Tron, and then like Urza Oko decks were really kind of like 
uh, and then like what prowess mono red prowess was kind of like the the, the big decks yeah but i feel what eldrazi tron has always been good when chalice of the void has been good that's true i agree and with death shadow being good chalice of the void is good mm-hmm. and prowess and all the free artifacts and and the urza decks yeah, and so I guess Oko's really good against uh, Michael Smith Lattice, but uh, big mana decks in general are good against Oko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. So that's another reason you might be seeing more Karns there. But if you're trying to use Karn like, as an interesting toolbox type of you know, card, you still can. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, the more like, in- I, think, I think the more interesting card was allowed to live, which is Karn. Karn without Michael Smith Lattice is definitely... And you, I guess if Lattice never gets played again if, if Karn gets banned. But without yeah, I never Lattice, got played before. Yeah, but with with Lattice gone, Karn can still do cool things, which I think is good. I think that's a that's fine. Um, but the fact that they even did it in the first place is surprising to me. It's nice yeah. though. It wasn't very I fun mean, to play against. The, the reasoning was just it's very unfun, which is true. <laughs> not being able to even tap lands for mana is pretty not fun. Yeah. But. Um, if that's the sole reason, then does that mean I have to go and, you know, fear for my hive minds? <laughs> it was basically stasis, right? It was like a stasis lock that happened immediately. <laughs> um, that's an Except, ancient design. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was like you, just a stasis where they didn't have to wait for you to tap your lands. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder, so I know they've been using a lot of, like, data from Modo and decision-making. I wonder whether this one was just, like, we don't think this is like fun, so we and we've gotten a lot of feedback on that, so we want to ban it. Or I wonder if there was like any like data pulled, like oh, in games where Karn is played, it like gets like oh, like maybe percentages, like how often it like gets, and then like the game ends immediately from Mycosynthlatus. I wonder if there was any like, See, is that like the metric for fun? So like just because I sit here and and try and play out the Lantern Lock game, like does that mean I'm having fun? Fun is so subjective, right? In a game like right, Magic, like, it's really hard to like. Like for some people, getting hive minded is a funny event that they can you know tell their friends about. They have they don't really mind, and for some people, they're like, "Well, that's fucking stupid. That shouldn't be in the game. That's you know blah 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 blah." Yeah. So yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they had any metrics behind that, or it's like it you know, just... Blood Moon is arguably also unfun. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's unfun. <laughs> it's just people are trying to do things with their mana, and you're telling them no. It's like just inherently unfun, right? For, except for yeah. the, not for the person playing it. Obviously, that's potentially quite fun. Although maybe not. Sometimes it is really boring to like. Some people don't enjoy putting the game into a state where no one's doing anything. That's not really like their idea of fun. But uh, yeah. So it's gone. Goodbye. Not gonna miss it. That's for sure. Personally. Uh, it is nice now. I will that- say, I will say, um, the Mox Opal ban is going to be the first card ban in Modern for a while that I haven't owned. <laughs> the other two, however, <laughs> get foils, right? I did not have a foil lattice. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> I do um, own a lattice, but not a foil one. Yikes. I was never really a believer in Carnulit. Yeah. You had three foil locos though, right? I did. Oh, I still do, yes. <laughs> in the arms of an angel. 
So now the question is, am I supposed to just offload them sometime or keep them for, I don't know what. Oh, no, they're banned in Pioneer. Rip. It's like, <laughs> I don't I don't really see them being unbanned anytime soon. And um, no, I don't you gonna hold see out? myself you gonna hold playing out? a legacy deck with Okos in them. You're going to hold out for like Jace the Mind Sculptor style unbanning like five, ten years down the road. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, probably not happening. The good news is the foils haven't uh they're about the same price as what I bought them for. Probably so. a lot harder to sell though. Yeah, I, I was thinking like, you know, to dump them at the next GP I go to or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. You know. I could see that. EDH players probably still want them. Yeah. For now. Bum bum bum. I don't imagine. I can't no, imagine. No, it's so bad. It's got to be so bad in Commander. But if Primeval Titan is too good for Commander, who fucking knows? It wouldn't be another podcast about me bitching about how Primeval Titan's banned in EDH. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Just let me play a Primeval Titan deck in EDH. Yeah, I just don't understand why that's like too powerful. It only attacks one person at a time. Yeah, right? And what? Now with Fool of the Dead? Oh, no, we definitely can't unban an EDH. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, there's been some big shakeups to Modern because of these uh, these bannings. Oko and uh, and Opal were pretty big role players in the format. Lattice a little bit less so, but, you know, um, definitely going to make all these Etron players take a step back and really have to redo their sideboards at the very least, which is huge, right? Like... Yeah, they'll have to put one different card in. <laughs> you think they still play Karn? Yeah. I guess so that's fair. If, if any deck doesn't care, well, it would still play Karn regardless of not having the lock anymore. It I think is, it's Etron. It is Etron, I agree. Yeah. Because being a deck without any colors, your cyber options are so fucking bad. That is true. That losing all those slots to Karn is really not much of a cost compared to most other decks that we've been playing it. That's fair. So... I don't see them stop stopping to play it. Because, you know, it can give you stuff like Game 1 Grafdrigger's Cages or Needles or Instant Bridges or what have you. Yeah. Witchbane Orb. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. But as I was saying, um, there has been another big shakeup to Modern, and that is, well, and Pioneer. That is uh, a new set came out. Uh, Theros Beyond Death, which we were doing some spoilers on on the last episode. It's out now. Snuck up on us. It's here. Uh, and uh, we're seeing all sorts of interesting decks popping up in uh, Pioneer and Modern. Uh, we've got some challenge results from this weekend, one for each format. That, uh, both have just like a slew of interesting decks. Uh, so I think we're going to talk about some of them. Uh, do you want to start with Pioneer or Modern, Chris? Uh, maybe we just start with Modern, just because that's what we've been talking, we've been talking about. about. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so also has the advantage of not having quite so many decks listed as untitled. <laughs> Yeah, which is un- unfortunate for a lot of the uh, pioneer decks not really named yet. Um, but uh, so as always with the challenge results on Goldfish, we don't have the top eight standings here. Uh, apparently, those top eight results here, we just have standings at the end of round seven, um, which is weird. Just but fine whatever. Enough, yeah, we don't really care who won. We care just general trends in the format, right? Um, so the best performing deck was an Azorius Control deck at seven and zero. So it's back. Oko's gone. Blue White is free to cut green again. Um, I don't know. Looks pretty 
pretty standard. Winds of Abandon, making it into the main deck, kind of cool. Uh, main deck timely reinforcements, probably in anticipation of a lot of uh, a lot of burn, mono red prowess, um, in that kind of uncertain period after uh, a shakeup in a format. But I don't know anything else you want to talk about. This one's kind of not super interesting, really. Um, yeah, not too much excitement going on here. I mean, there's still a Baneslayer on the sideboard. There's still two Monastery Mentors. There's one Archmage Charm. Yeah. It hasn't really been that long since Oko shook things up, right? I mean, it's one set, a couple of like, three months, something like that. Yeah, Oko hasn't been here too long. Yeah, just kind of a, a reversion to the norm on that one. Uh, the next deck down, we got a six and one, a Gruel Eldrazi. And, you know, this is pretty similar to what we've been seeing. I mean, Gruel Eldrazi has been kind of a thing for a while now, but um, they did get a Bone Crusher Giant into the deck, which is kind of cool. I think that fits in like perfectly for a deck like this, right? Having a, a flexible modal spell, but still got some some beef to it. Uh, I think is exactly what the deck is uh, interested in. Also, you can cascade into it with a Bloodbright Elf, which is pretty sweet. Um, putting, what is that, uh, s s 7 power under the board for 4 mana is pretty good. Um, I'll, uh, I'll swap the view over here so people uh, watching the YouTube video can see what we're looking at. Um, they missed out on the blue white deck, but I don't think that's such a big deal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like uh, I like that they're playing um, they're playing Once Upon a Time, kind of like how everyone is these days. If you're playing green, I think if you're playing green creature deck, you want Once Upon a Time. Uh, I think it's. Yeah. Do you think it's the most powerful card in modern? I I kind of think it's the most powerful card in modern right now. If people had problems with Agent Stirrings being one mana, then zero mana. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of these decks play both, right? Like stirrings and once. Like when you get those two together, man, your consistency is just unreal. Um, um, yeah, I, not very many decks are playing both. Um, it's like amulet, Tron, and um, I guess Eldrazi decks could do it. Um, the the Death Shadow decks get to cheat because they can play Traverse the Elvenwald, which is an, another one mana tutor effect. Um, stirrings obviously isn't so a tutor, but there are actually some amulet decks now that are just not playing stirrings at all. Oh wow, that's kind of crazy. Just like less air, more stuff. Yeah, because once upon a time finds lands too. Yeah, it's just better basically. Like you don't hit amulet, but you hit creatures instead. Isn't not hitting amulet like kind of a big deal though? Or do you just mold to it because of London Mulligan? I think amulet's a lot less. Um necessary now what feels of the dead well with castle garenbrick oh yeah that, that makes sense yeah because you can still get your titan out ahead of schedule pretty consistently with castle yeah so like normally if you wanted um you can like turn through your titans with like grazer into explore into garenbrick then you're there that makes sense no amulet required yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, so down here at 5 and 2, we have a list um, played by Canister of Amulet. So here's another um, um, let's see here. amount of time of me talking about Amulet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the most notable things is there's no Ancient Stirrings. Um, just playing one Uro, probably just trying it out, I guess. Uh, three of the new Dryad. And only two Azusas, which I think is a bit crazy. It is a little light. Just like dry, just getting more of the slots, I guess. Yeah, like 
Actually, like who is Zeus's? Isn't wow. in a deck with Oh, that he's playing a Volakut though. Okay. Yeah, uh, so there's one Volakut in the deck. I was saying a deck without Volakut, I just think Azusa's has just gotta be better, but he is finding space for the one Volakut, so. Hanaware Battlements, wow. That's crazy. And another thing to note is it's playing Hanaware Battlements and not Sunhome. So it's So there's no Boros Garrison in the deck. Hmm. Which means you're minus one bounce land, which means your amulets aren't as good anyway. Hmm. And so playing additional lands every turn, like with your Azusa, isn't as good if you don't have as many bounce lands in your deck. Because you just run out of lands much quicker. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's still, what, four, five, six, seven. So there's still seven bounce lands and a Vesuva. It's only one less than, quote, normal. But, um, yeah, Cassandra Bottomance can give you haste. So uh, people were talking about how with the Dryden play and an amulet, right? You can just go get uh, Valakut plus Hanamar Battlements. And if those are your fifth, if that's like five lands, so you get to shoot them twice with Valakut, give it haste, attack, and then you can get like some other land, like Vesuva for um, Valakut, and then your Misty Rainforest seems to blow them up. Huh. Doesn't the Misty enter tapped? We have an amulet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Gotcha. Right? So that's six from the Titan, six from the first, and then... Um, well, no. So it's... Yeah, it's six from playing the Titan, six from attacking, and then six for each of the lands afterwards, plus the fetch. It's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. Yeah. Interesting. So, curious I, to see if Uro's actually good enough to, to play in that. Because the problem is the aim of the deck does not put a lot of cards in its graveyard. Yeah, no, as someone, so, I was surprised about that because I played a lot of a Drown in the Lock against Amulet, and it can be a struggle to get six mana or six cards in the yard for countering a Titan, and Uro needs. Yeah, five other cards. Five. So that's difficult. Like, Especially when you're not playing Stirrings, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really see Uro being a mainstay of this deck. Probably just trying it out. But it's really I bad against imagine Path. overall it's just not as good as like another or something. Yeah, I, I feel like it's just like, you know, the decks where you'd want it to like to grind, right? Like against removal, against non-white removal. You just do Field of the Dead things instead, right? Like, it's just better because it also like is complementary to your primeval titan plan i don't know yeah. it seems weird to me i mean it's more of another explore than anything it just it's so bad but though, three mana i mean it does draw a card and gain life i guess but like yeah, an explore I just, also it seems very medium a very mediocre 30 dollar card <laughs> yeah who knows we'll see where it goes but I haven't played with it yet, so what do I know? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's see, what else do we got going on in this event? Um, Humans is back. Oh, this is uh, this is the deck at one, I think. I think I actually saw a Sultai for Life one with uh, with this one, I believe. This is a uh, a blue-black control list. <laughs> I'm excited, Chris. 
I love I love blue black control decks and bug control decks. Um, Sorry, John. No scare of gods here. Uh, I think there's another one, or maybe that. No, I think it's in Pioneer. I think there's two. Also in Pioneer, there's two blue black control lists that did well in the challenge, and I think they're each playing one scare of god. <laughs> so <laughs> exciting. Um, so I got a lot of uh, sweet blue black decks to look at this week. Um, but this is uh, this is committing the cardinal sin, sin, the sin of playing uh, Liliana the Veil and Jace the Mind Sculptor together, which people will always just bitterly complain about if you do. But uh, I think that this uh, particular list has compensated quite well for the fact that they're um, playing discard counter magic and Liliana and Jace together. Um, so normally the issue is if you're playing a deck with like logic knots or mana leaks and you play a card like Liliana the Veil, you're like trying to empty hand everyone, but then your counter magic doesn't work when you do that, right? Um, it doesn't help you get them empty handed faster. It's not any good when you're discarding it. Like discard is just better to complement that, right? But uh, when your counter magic is stuff like Drown in the Lock, um, it's a little better because you can use it as like a Doom Blade early. And uh, Force Negation also actually lets you like shove your Walker, you know, early. So like normal play pattern is like discard into Walker and like a Jun deck, right? Um, whereas in a control deck, you like, you used to have to like go like wait longer player planeswalker with control like with you know counter magic up on like a later turn well now you can just jam the walker early and still hold a force of negation and like have protection for your your planeswalker which is pretty cool so they get to kind of like have their cake and eat it too with the discard you know they can play like the discard liliana play pattern they can play the like weight with counter magic play pattern they kind of get to do either and then since some of their cards are more flexible than they used to be they don't get punished as much for like trying to like get themselves empty handed. Like they can still get value off their cards, which is kind of cool. Um, like their their counter their counter spells are more flexible because like the counters in this deck are spell snare, which is comes down early, which is good. Um, drawn on the walk, which is also a doom blade. Force negation, which is free, and then cryptic, which you can you know you don't have to use it as a counter spell. You can get you know you can get some value off of it doing something else. So, um, I mean, also if you're plussing your Leon all day all day long. Or Snapcaster Mages. Yeah. Flashback those spells you discarded. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, this deck's cool. Um, playing Damnation, man. I haven't seen that card in a hot minute. Two Damnation main deck. I like that. Um, you know what I really like about this deck, John? You don't like or do like? What I like. What do you like? The four Dark sets along with two Gyre Reach Sanitaries. Yeah, that's another angle of attack that's really cool in this deck. Um, kind of going for the Narset lock. Um, just really pressuring the opponent in a lot of ways. This card, or this deck, I should say, has to be really sad to see Veil of Summer on the other side of the table, though, right? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's like my one, my one misgiving about this deck is like, man, do you not want to play against Veil of Summer? I guess you can kind of like mitigate it by just like being so efficient, but ugh. Yeah, I mean, Liliana Plus doesn't care about Veil, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't target. Or it does target, I'm sorry. Um, or no, it doesn't target. It's the both players. The Plus does not. Yeah, the Plus, the Minus <laughs> targets, yes. Um, so, just run her on up instead of minusing her. I guess that's okay. Um, you can also do stuff like, uh, you can minus her, and then they Veil, and then in response you can, like, you know, drown their guy or whatever. So, uh, 
or fatal push it. Ah, uh, so if we if we scroll down, this this deck it has some technology that I've been hearing whispers about as well. The light field titan shift list. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I saw this list earlier as well. Uh, you'll notice there are four flagstones of Trocare here. Combos with your Elvish Reclaimers or your Spring Bloom Druid. <laughs> Spring Bloom Druid. That is an interesting one. Yeah, it's it's Harrow stapled to a creature, which means you don't get blown out as badly with this card. Because if you Harrow, you sacrifice this part of the cost. And then they just counterspell your Harrow and you just strip mind yourself. <laughs> Springloom Druid is an ETP, so if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's a lot better. And it blocks. So much better. Interesting. It's also a bring to light shift variant. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, for Dried of the Eels and Groves. Never play um, prismatic omen again. Yeah, this deck's super interesting. I like how they still fit a Monwolvi acid moss in here. <laughs> yeah, speed me up while slowing you down. What's not the like? I also enjoy this this sideboard. Oh, the sideboard is just amazing. Fifteen one ofs, Mwah. always a winner in my book. Uh and just yeah, because you know what you really need sometimes a firebolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck. So when I, you want to kill their dude, but you also want to kill their dude again later. Eventually. <laughs> the spell's so nice, you cast it twice. <laughs> it's like much better than the second lightning bolt. Yeah, what the fuck? Which there's also one of in the board. Sometimes you gotta kill something that's got three toughness, I don't know. Or kill them. Uh, Lavinia is a sweet sideboard card. Malira, like, wow. This card is hot. Man, that card must just... Well, no, actually, it's not even good against the Undying deck because they're plus one, plus one counters. <laughs> so she doesn't even counter the... Um, ironically, she doesn't even counter the Yawgmoth deck. It's supposed to be like the anti-Phyrexian yeah. card, but like Yawgmoth just does her dirty. So it's kind of funny. Anger of the Gods still gets the job done. Oh, yeah. Uh, Madcap Experiment and Platinum Imperion on the board, like just all over the place this Chandra the Awakened Inferno makes me angry man this card's been popping up in sideboards more lately some control decks just like straight up can't beat this card like play it make an emblem you lose you just you just lose yeah on the spot. what are you gonna do attack down the eight loyalty Chandra and kill them before the old before the emblem kills you like good luck oh yeah yeah, this card's a freaking beating against control. Probably decent against some mid-range decks too. Yeah. Big, big mid-range, big slow mid-range. Might be okay. Like it has other, it has other abilities too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have kicking around? With some sort of strange. That was weird. Having a bug displaying this. Uh, this is just a Etron deck with four Once Upon a Times. Oh, someone playing um, well, Neo Brand. Mm-hmm. The Anafinza deck with uh, it's like the Ballista Teliad deck. It's six and one. It's kind of cool. 
Oh, yeah, see? So when you're playing your Eldrazitron deck, and you can't play Lattice anymore, you just play a, a Sky Sovereign console flagship. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Bring in the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sky Sovereign's a sweet card, dude. The battle boat. It's a 6 5. It's big. It flies. Yeah, it shoots laser beams. It's, a, it's an Inferno Titan boat. Yeah, it's build your own Infernal Titan. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine it like shooting laser beams out like Macross style or something, like or Gundam the, style. The imagery. So like the old um like the Serum Powder Lodge deck would sometimes play a smuggler's copter. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, just like the the imagery of Eldrazi piloting <laughs> vehicles is always just great. Really funny. Yeah. Like their noodly appendages, like on the control, manipulating of the levers. <laughs> this yeah, like, like flagship. Ste- this like steampunk type like vehicle, yeah. Instead <laughs> of like a thought not seer, like me, me. So, like I think my favorite mental imagery of vehicles has always been like the like the rebel master, like when you want to like save your goblins and just like fucking cram them into the copter. <laughs> Get in here, it's safe in here. Just a cr- clown car, <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, it's not time to attack yet. We need to like hold on to these goblins, but we don't want to like send them to their devs. Just like get in the fucking get it get in the Eva, Shinji. <laughs> like, oh shit. But then like if you use say say you just like I don't know, you you put your like crucible of worlds into play, right? And then you Karn plus it, and then your Crucible World starts driving the ship. <laughs> like, what's even happening? It's like some Gurren Lagann type shit. <laughs> it's exactly what that is. It's like robots piloting bigger robots, piloting still bigger robots. <laughs> or like, you could liquid metal coating your Karn and have Karn drive the boat. <laughs> That's fine. That's a flavor Actually, no, win. that doesn't work. It's not a creature. Oh, mm, fail. You'd have to like... You have to metal him and then plus himself. <laughs> and then he can... Well, he still can't do it because he has no power, right? Yeah, cruise by power. Aww. Wait, no, no, but he's a 4-4 because of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Got him. Flavor win. <laughs> Flavor win. Didn't they print, like, a weatherlight that's a vehicle in one of the, like, EDH supplemental sets? Yeah, I think so. So you can, like, turn your car into a creature and then, like, pilot it? Pilot the weatherlight. That's hot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, man. That's gotta be a flavor win, like building like a like a weatherlight deck. You just like cram all of them into the weatherlight to like crew it. Like Gerard here, it's just, a, it's just like start cramming all of the characters in. Like, get in, bitch. <laughs> We're going on an adventure. <laughs> squee, yeah. get in here. The fact that you can crew with like all your creatures is always really funny. I said squee, right? It was the other goblin, right? Or was it squee? There's two goblins. There's like the Mirrodin goblin and like the weatherlight goblin. Oh, it's slow bad for Mirrodin, right? Yeah, it's slow bad as the yeah, Mirrodin. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze the old goblin. Or the weather white goblin. 10 out of 10 goblin knowledge. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Oh, yeah. I, I just looked the um Yogmoth deck in Soldier which reminded me of a Pioneer deck. <laughs> of course. So the. Looks like it wasn't a Pioneer deck. It was a modern deck. So there was someone had played 
I thought it was like second place at an open or something, SCG open, with mono green devotion and modern. Okay. With four leyline of abundance. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. I know where you're going with this. And they're playing the fucking uh like lab Lanor like, elf tr- on a trench coat. Like the three mana three three tap at three. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the the cool thing I just I was realizing as watched uh, looking through that deck list was Dried Arbor works with the ley line. Makes extra so, mana. Yeah, it's like it's a soul land with one of the ley lines in play. That's hot. Which is sweet. I'm still hung yeah. up on the Thanawar tribe. It's like a uh, Vincent adult man from Bojack Horseman. <laughs> the three fucking kids of the trench coat. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so speaking of Pioneer, that, but kind of not really Pioneer, but Pioneer. Uh, yeah, it was one of the Pioneer challenge. Okay. It's not kind of Pioneer. It's definitely Pioneer. No, no, like, the deck I was referring to, well, it's not actually a pine. Oh, gotcha. So we're going to talk about the first place, or the, the top of the top of the standings list, right? Because this deck is a doozy. This deck is, um... A work of art? <laughs> it's something. <laughs> this deck is, um, it's, it's underwater. It's Draft Chafe the Musical. It took a card that was unplayable. It took more than one card that was unplayable. There's some fucking trash in this deck. Yeah, but but one I think is head and shoulders above the rest in terms of unfucking playable. Like even in a limited setting, like you look at like fifteenth pick, guaranteed. There's two cards I feel like that meet this criteria. Well, one of them is Chronic Flooding. What's what's the other one? Hidden Strings is really bad, too. Sorcery Speed, 2-mana Twiddle with yes. Cypher. But yeah, Chronic Flooding... People tried to make that if work, at least. If they were both least. in the pack together, which would you take? Hidden Strings. Yeah. Unless <laughs> well, I was in a control deck, but yeah. Oof. No. Chronic Flooding is fucking awful. Dude, Chronic Flooding is like, uh, what was that land that was in? I think it was also an RTR. It was like a black land, or a black enchantment for land that was like, you like ping them for three every time you tap the land, or what was that card? The it's, contaminated ground? Yeah, it's like that, but blue. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's it's controller. Oh, I'm never mind. I thought it milled. It's so bad. <laughs> it, it does mill. Yeah, it mills you. Kind of. <laughs> it's only one way. I totally thought it was target player. Oh, no, it's terrible. It's no! even worse than I thought it was. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Wow, this card's trash. Holy shit. Do you have Chronic Flooding up on the screen? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. What What a card. Oh, man. What a card. So, uh, when I was in college, which is when um, RTR first came out... <laughs> first came out rtr only came out once um and it was during college as many people do but i remember talking about this card or amongst other cards with my uh like apartment mate roommate whatever at the time and this was on the cards of our like bitch list of like why why does this exist 
Like, why did we... Like, I think another one was, like, Survey the Wreckage. Like, cards you were personally offended by, basically. Yeah. So, like, the... the <laughs> Survey the the names of the cards are kind of like were entertaining. Yeah, yeah. The cards were so bad. Yeah. I think Survey the Wreckage was like five mana destroys demolish. Yeah, it's like destroys a land. Yeah. Like destroy a land or an artifact, I think. Yeah. Four and a red. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's like, yeah, so you know, after you survey the wreckage, you you find some that there was some chronic flooding. <laughs> anyway. Ugh. Now it's a mainstay in this uh the seven and oh fucking pioneer challenge deck. <laughs> so I guess we should go over how the deck works. Or at least how we can surmise the deck works. Well, so you know, for the, the viewer, uh I guess we'll say for the listener, in case you're unaware of what this um format defining card chronic flooding does. It is one in a blue, and it enchants a land. And whenever the enchanted land becomes tapped, its controller Mills three cards. <laughs> Why would I want to do this, you may ask? Ah, well, you know how we were talking about in Modern, there was going to be this really dumb grinding station Underworld Breach deck? And then you replay your Mox Opal, which is banned now. But you replay your Mox Opal <laughs> to get a mana and then sacrifice it again. And you just exile the three cards you milled off of the grinding station? Well, tap a land, mill three. Three cards, Underwood Breach. It's Boom. a combo. And you can hidden strings to untap your land that has chronic flooding. Yeah, so why why would we want to untap a land? What what good does that do us? Oh, well, you see, when you're one land, you're untapping as a lotus field. Even a shitty card huh. like Hidden Strings is a ritual. Yeah, so even... So when your one land is a lotus field, even your shitty ass hidden strings becomes a one mana plus one mana ritual. <laughs> and if you have chronic flooding, that's good enough. Yeah. Now you just make blue, 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 blue. Until you go ahead and mill your whole goddamn deck. And then, oh, look, Hossus Oracle. And, you know, thus Oracle triggers... Even if they kill all your permanents in response, if X is zero and you have no cards in your graveyard in your library, you still win. Got him. <laughs> Hashtag no counterplay. <laughs> I, this this deck. What I just want to go over the amount of stinkers on this deck real quick, because man, this deck is fucking full of them. This is like draft chase central. So four chronic flooding. Number one, I don't know. Chronic flooding is terrible, but there's there's some stuff that's giving it a run for its money. Four hidden strings. Card is just terrible. It's terrible. Yep. It's like overpriced twiddle. We've got. I didn't even know this card existed. Four Wolf Willow Haven. It's one on a green enchant land. Whenever enchanted land is tapped for mana, its controller adds an additional green. So just like it's, it's overpriced. Like what wild growth. It's fertile ground that only makes green. green. Yeah, that's right. But but it has upside. It's got four and a green. Sacrifice it. Create a two-two wolf creature token. Only a sorcery speeds. <laughs> Why? So, yeah, I can't imagine you'd ever want to do this. So fucking bad. Um, pour over the pages. The uh, I think it was it was a GP Sacks playmat. I think so. Yeah. It's draw. It's three blue blue sorcery. 
draw three, untap two lands, then discard a card. <laughs> At least this was like probably somewhat playable, like unlimited. Like it's like effectively like three mana draw three discard one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like at least like it's got self inscrying and strategic planning, which at least is like same play and you know, pioneer and modern. So we'll we'll give him that one. And then it's got four Vizier of Tumbling Sands, which not very good. It's seen play in the the uh the Lotus Field decks in modern, and that's probably about it, right? Did they ever see playing standard? I don't think they even play this card in the modern version, do they? Uh they do sometimes. It uh they do just because it draws a card. It uh, it also can combo with Kiki Jiki. <clears throat> Uh, you like? I mean, I guess you start like kiki cheekying off in the end step, I think, or something. Oh yeah, I guess that works. And then kill them on your turn. Yeah, I think I think it was like basically a way for them to like have an enabler for the field, and then like post board they'd bring in the kiki jikis when the opponent took all their removal out, and then they would have like slow kiki jiki combo is another angle to attack. <laughs> wow it was a thing people did yeah i had this card played against me at uh uh pptq i think but yeah this deck suffice to say is just a pile of trash but uh together with uh underworld breach it's pretty sweet it's uh the main deck is like all four of us too except for there's like only three dig through times and one thass is oracle to like together by their power combined to be a playset. <laughs> yeah let's be honest thass is oracle you don't really ever want to draw this card. No. Seven no in the uh in the Swiss. This for the number of four of us this deck has, it seems very rough draft, right? Like this doesn't seem like finely tuned. So excited to see where this goes. I mean maybe these really are just the best cards for the job. Yeah, it could be. Pioneer is like know. not a very deep card pool, right? I want to. See, I like want to see. Maybe it. hidden strings really is the best we have. I want to see <laughs> Ivan set loose on this deck and see what he can come up with. I'm sure there'd be some like bad shit, insane stuff in it, but that guy always seems to like break things. <laughs> so I'm curious what his opinions are. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe this is his account. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, maybe Ivan is Yu Yan, and instead of watching his kid on the weekend, he's uh crushing people in pioneer challenges online with janky combo decks <laughs> entirely plausible uh then what do we got we got some uh, azorius spirits decks we've got a red black mid-range deck which is kind of cool but nothing super new or interesting is it in soul uh dealing with uh let's see what do they got is anything really changed here not really Lost Smuggler's Copter, but the deck's pretty pretty similar, despite all that. Uh, Mono Black Aggro, we've got Untitled. Ooh. Just a blue-white deck. Blue-white Control. Yep. Nothing super interesting going on there. Uh, oh, yes. The first of what will be many uh, five-color Nimizit decks. I have to like scroll to like get this all on the, the screen for the people watching on YouTube, because there's so many freaking cards on this deck. Um... Do you want to go over these or like they're they're all kind of different? Yeah, they'll have their own little 
sub theme flavor going on. Uh, like how many Teferis do you play? What is your creature suite other than Niv Mizzet? There's at least four of these decks in the dump, right? Maybe more. Yeah, at least four, I think. Bad. Like four five card of Mizzet decks, which is really interesting. Um, it you know five card of Mizzet is a very good value deck. Uh, man, like the deck just really like if you want to outvalue people, gold cards and Niv Mizzet are real solid way to win the value game. So, um. I just, it's really hard to look at one of these deck lists on paper and, and kind of get a feel for how it plays because the mana in them is batshit insane <laughs> in all of them. Yeah, no Arkham's Astrolabe and Pioneers, so it's all just. There's an unhealthy amount of, of Trilands in these decks. <laughs> yeah, they got some like Temples, some Trilands, four Fabled Passage, but only five like legal targets to fetch with them <laughs> cycling lands some of them are playing the cycling lands like they're all over the place so uh i guess the takeaway from this is that obviously five color niv is pretty solid considering that a, a bunch of people chose to play it and b they did well enough to end up on the board um but there's also definitely not a consensus yet um it would be interesting to compare some of these deck lists side by side and see if there were any common you know threads that people kind of agreed on but i don't think we really have time for that right now but um i think teferi time raveler is a three or four of an almost all of them i think that's uh something i noticed um and bring to light and uh and niv missed himself are kind of the the backbones of of the the deck yeah so the six and one list i think it's interesting is they have a surak dragon claw <laughs> Yeah, and a thought distortion here. I'm assuming to try and combat like counterspell decks. Mm -hmm. But if that was what you were trying to do, you could just play Domri, right? Yeah, it's cheaper, and it ramps you one to your Nibbizit as well. Um, you plus one make a mana, and then the creature can't be countered. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. I'm sure there's a reason for it, right? I mean, Sirx fucking sweet i don't think people but, like overlooked it because it was seeing play in the modern ones originally which i'm sure people were like at least inspired by i i doubt you like build this deck without looking at the modern version for some inspiration right like if yeah, if the, I just, the creatures I know, were I, good enough to play in the modern version then they're probably if they're legal and pioneer should probably be in your pioneer version of the deck would i think be a safe like litmus test at least for like a starting point i just can't imagine you sit here and you're like, you know what my 15th card needs to be in my sideboard and pioneer? Thought distortion. The card has been seeing play in sideboards here and there. Like, it's not, like, completely out of left field. Like, I've definitely heard people talking about thought distortion as a sideboard card. So it's not like... It's not like they just reached into a bag and pulled that one out, I guess. But, like, I don't know. It is weird, but I don't think it's just, like, completely out of left field, you know? solar blaze i think one of the other versions was playing so we, we saw solar blaze somewhere else in this deck dump yeah too. we saw solar blaze in the the hottest deck on the list <laughs> which we're not to yet <laughs> let's see here do you want to we want to move on to that one now if we can find it again let's yeah, see i mean chunky red is a pretty known archetype at this point yeah seems good um that four color awakening ascendancy here we go two main deck solar blaze <laughs> this deck is sweet 
<laughs> this deck is really sweet. It's like you could play strategic planning, chronic flooding, blah 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 with your Lotus Field to win the game, or you can play Jeskai Ascendancy and Sylvan Awakening. <laughs> Silver Sylvan Awakening is just like a it, I used to play like the Druid uh, deck ages ago in Hearthstone. It just feels like the, that card, the one that like gave you a bunch of like filled your board of two twos or whatever. <laughs> it's like what this feels like. Force of Nature, I think, or something is what it was called, or I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. So the sweet thing is you can like Sylvan Awakening gives your creature your lands indestructible. So you can like Sylvan Awakening, play some cantrips, play some cheap spells, pump, 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 and then Solar Blaze. Like clear the way. To clear the way, all your lands still live because they're indestructible, and you just like slap them down. Yeah, it is really cool though. Like you can clear the battlefield and like your guys untap from the Solar Blaze, so it can be like your last spell. Yeah, that's super hot. <clears throat> and your lands are just like fucking swole, like some thick ass trees. <laughs> yeah and you can't go off unless you have like four lands here so yeah they're gonna be hefty and you're gonna have four it's, of them at least yeah it's like four four fours is 16 damage yeah <laughs> and they're probably more than four fours like awakening is one of the spells so yeah well the trigger has to happen before the creatures right so oh it's true yeah so I guess you start on that, and you get two twos. But they start, yeah, they start as two twos. So like, yeah, so you could literally just go like one mana spell to untap them, solar blaze, and bam, that's sixteen. One more spell is lethal. Yeah, doesn't seem hard. It's not very many spells. <laughs> no, they got opt charter course. Is it charm? Strategic planning as like ways to kind of dig through the deck, and they've got the young pyromancer backup plan, which is cool. There's still four dig through times. Seems good. Yeah. Yeah, the other deck only had three. The Chronic Flooding deck only had three. Four dig through times. That is the appropriate number to play in your combo deck, I feel like. And then, uh, you know, if uh, you're feeling like your opponent's getting down on you with the, the combo post board, you can just uh, spring in some, uh, some Gaia's Revenges. <laughs> Got a pair of them. Yeah, a little head scratch gun. Like, Oh, your opponent has too many counter spells to keep you down? Well, just play seven lands and play <laughs> Kai's Revenge. It's like, you know, fuck thinking about a sideboard plan. Just shove some of these bad boys in. I know, it's hot. I like it. And again, like, four or two with either, three basic lands. Dude, this deck is so cheap online. It's like not even 41 ticks. Like, we could easily do a league with this. Easily. <laughs> This is crazy cheap online. Holy crap. It's pretty cheap in paper, too, honestly. Like, That's like, true. Like, do you own Karyatids? I do. You own Jessica Ascendancies, right? I do. I own Dig Through Times. I own Breeding Pools and Stomping. Yeah, it's just the mana. How many Yummy Viacosts? Four. <laughs> Between the both of us, we have four. I, I used to play um, Bantle Drowsy. Yeah, yeah, so what, we have to, we have to splurge $2 on Sylvan Awakenings? <laughs> Yeah, and track down some fiery impulses. Actually, I think I have fiery impulses. Solar blaze. We need to track. We need to track down some like garbage common and uncommons, basically. Yeah, how many fiery impulses do you have available? I think I have a bunch of promo ones. I think there was a promo. That sounds right. But yeah, 
Like, I don't own any strategic planning. I do because of um, is it Phoenix? I got a lot of stuff for it in Pioneer. I don't know how many Aether hubs they have. I have a few. I don't know if I have four. I might have three, two. But yeah, we could uh, we could play with some paper. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. I don't have any guys' revenges. <laughs> oh man, I guess I'll have to spend the forty-five cents each to pick them up. Rip. Damn. You know, I think I've been. I mentioned way back that I was waiting for a Just Guys Energy deck to be like good or playable. Here you go. We have arrived. We have arrived. We'll just uh, we'll just uh, we'll send that to ourselves for later. I might need this later. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Let's see what other what other spice we had a little bit more spice. We had some more Niv Mizzet decks. Oh, we had the... Yeah, the Smaller Blue Devotion's talk- really cool. Was that? Smaller Blue, Blue Devotion yeah, list. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. I think this list is, uh, is nifty. Uh, so I think I think this is attributable to Aspiring Spike. I think this is one of his brews. Um, it's a Leyline of Anticipation, Mono Blue Devotion deck. Uh, yeah, so you remember how the Green Leyline was really... got banned in Vineyard because of the Mono Green Devotion deck? Well... <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> Blue ley lines this time. Again. <laughs> and ley line of anticipation is one of those cards where it's like if you got to start every game with it in play, how fun is that game? Pretty sweet. <laughs> like all your random bullshit has flash. Yeah. You may cast spells as though they had flash. Nice. <laughs> like all the stupid things you can do. Just like Oh, like death and taxes. Like I'm going right to out, right? attack you. Ah, instant speed. Fasa out of the sea block. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Or even just like Murphal Master Trickster of Waves. Or, yeah. End of your end of your turn. Master of Waves for a million. Yeah. Untap. Kill you. <laughs> yeah. There's some. There's some powerful stuff this deck can do. Uh there's some. Was it Khalif, beloved of the sea? She's uh. A cool new pickup for the deck. Yeah. Beats. Big, big beats. Big beats. And it uh, gets a protection effect, too, which is cool. Yeah, it's like a mini Thalia attacks for stuff that targets it. Three mana card with two. Oh, all your creatures, actually. Two pips. Uh, Gadwick is pretty sweet at instant speed, too. Uh, yeah, he's like a blue sun zenith. With upside. That's a creature. That also has text. Doesn't shuffle into the deck. Spell tap target all land permanent opponent. Pretty solid. It's like um, what opposition? Bad opposition? Nah, not really. Not quite opposition. I guess opposition doesn't work. It's like um, what is it called? It's glaring sunlight. There's a oh, green white card from uh, original Ravnica. Ga- that- they used to play it in the Gauzy Glare deck. Yeah, um, Glare of Subduel. Is that it? Uh, it's something Glare. I think it's glare of subduel they used to play there used to be a deck called gauzy glare that was really powerful back in the day that played that i'm i'm recollecting i didn't play really at the time yeah it's glare of subduel yeah but that tapped artifacts or creatures this mm. is just non-land so technically better <laughs> but you have to pass the blue spell which coincidentally is all the spells in your deck yeah, yeah you build up uh you build up uh devotion pretty quick in this deck that's for sure probably have some 
really gigantic master of waves oh yeah wizard's retort also uh turned on by almost everything in the deck we got what let's see here let's do a wizard check harbinger is a wizard merfolk trickster is a wizard thassa's oracle is a wizard raisin borrower not a wizard Khalif, not a wizard she is a demigod but gadwick is a wizard thassa is a god master of waves is a wizard so we're definitely more wizard than not wizard we've got uh three gods three demigods and then four fairy rogues that are also technically instants so yeah, so you have 10 non-wizards to what 18 wizards yeah something like that pretty solid wizard ratio really for uh you know puts counter spell in your deck basically just quite nice uh get to play for nykthos because they didn't ban that card for some fucking reason so you're gonna have oodles of mana uh and you got castle of Antris to uh, get some more leverage off your uh, your lands so pretty sweet uh this is definitely a cool deck gets to beat down pretty hard draw cards counter stuff gets a thumbs up from me mono color too yeah. not to worry about mana base issues too much it's a mono blue deck that's not a merfolk deck 10 out of 10 i mean it is kind of a merfolk deck there's a lot of merfolk in this deck yes they don't really care about being merfolk but man but there this are is a nykthos deck yeah there's like what <laughs> 10 14 merfolk in this deck it's a lot of merfolk that's less than the number of wizards therefore it's a wizard deck okay wizard tribal yep uh subclass and merfolk <laughs> sub job or whatever it's subclass so yeah that deck's pretty sweet uh and let's see what else we got we got even more five color niv mizzet uh we've got some uh rampy oh one thing i wanted to talk about finally all the way down here we found a walking ballista heliod deck ah yes the spider spaces deck Or someone else. Is that the player? Yeah, Spider Space. 4-3. Um, Spider Space. Oh, no. I, I, there's a 5-2 by X-File. Oh, oh, sorry, Spider Space. You're uh, getting bumped by someone slightly more winning than you. Oh, these are very different looking decks. <laughs> they are. There's no Heliod in X-Files deck. What? Oh, there is. I'm sorry. I'm blind. There we go. <laughs> Nani? <laughs> we can talk about both. They're very different decks. Yeah. So the X-File version of the, has the do combo that um, everyone was talking about. It's it's a hardened scales deck. Uh, very different than the typical hardened scales builds we've seen before. No whatever the hell that serpent was called. Uh, Stone Coil Serpent. <clears throat> yeah. So no Stone Coil Serpent. But... Still four Vivian Arcbird Ranger, which is why this card is insanely expensive. Yeah. Uh, four Nisophilus Zendikar, four Jade Light Ranger, uh, four Voracious Hydras, Scavenging Uses, Llanowar Elves, Mystics, Ballistas, all that good stuff, and a Heliod. So the only white card in the deck is Heliod. So very light, light white splash. Um, and then all the sideboard cards are white. Well, all of them. Almost all of them. Yeah, 12 of them. It's quite a few. Tremoka's Command is a sweet sideboard card. Yeah. Saxon Enchantment. Put a counter on. Puff your hardened scales. Or fight something. Solid. 
Devote Decree, good against the aggro decks. Good against the chunky red deck. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Exile anything. Rest in peace, very powerful. Like that one Anissa who shakes the world on the board. Yeah, just just in case. You can play a little bit more like the old Devotion decks with it, if you need to. Brishkar. Yeah, Stick's, uh, Stick's cool. It's pretty... It's doing similar things to what decks like it in Pioneer have been doing up until now. Um, just with uh, another little combo crammed in. Yeah, it's a little bit more aggressively slanted than it is rampy mm-hmm. for most of these green Planeswalker decks, but... Um, I do like that Jade Light Ranger can get, like, extra counters with... Um, Hardened skills. Yeah. So what? It explores twice, so potentially it could be a 6-5 for 3 mana? Yeah. It's pretty insane. It's pretty hot. <laughs> uh, and then this other version by Spider Space is Mono White. Um, Spider Space, as a player, I've definitely seen a lot in um, modern leagues and challenges playing like uh, Eldrazi and Taxes. I think sometimes like... I think it's usually white base white decks. They're like, you know, they're like taxes decks, basically like mono white taxes decks. Sometimes I think like um, black white occasionally, but that kind of stuff. Uh, and they're playing mono white here. They're playing a, a ballista Heliod deck as well, but they've got some interesting stuff kind of surrounding it. They kind of leaned into an enchantment sub theme and they're playing this card I'd never seen before called Arcanus Owl, which is a, uh, four hybrid azorius mana for a 3-3 flyer it's an artifact creature bird and uh when it etbs you look at top four of the library and you can reveal an artifact or enchantment from among them and put it into your hand and then you put the rest on the bottom in the order uh so you get to like kind of like pseudo impulse attached to your 3-3 flyer for four which is like not too bad and uh the enchantment and artifact count is actually really high um they've got ballista alzead of life's bounty which is a one mana enchantment creature um it basically is just a crappy 1-1 lifelinker, but it has the ability to sack and give a creature enchantment pro color of your choice until end of turn, so it's like protection for your combo at one mana, which is pretty good. And the activation cost is quite cheap. It's got four Thraven Inspectors, which do not uh, get grabbed off of Arcanist Owl. That's okay, it's just a good one-drop. And if it's a Kentry Spirit, which is just another combo piece, I believe. Um, that works right with... Uh, I guess it's not quite a combo piece it's more like a combo supporting card um but then we've got uh three daxos plus by the sun which is an enchantment creature he's a demigod one of the new uh cards from theros beyond death he's white white for a two star his toughness is equal to your devotion to white and whenever another creature you control enters the battlefield or dies you gain a life um we've got four night of the white orchid which um it's been around for a while i won't read that one just a ramper for heliod for the owl one Gideon Blackblade, which is just there for uh, planeswalkery goodness, I guess. <laughs> Two Mastery of the Unseen, which is a card from Fate Reforged. One in a white enchantment. Whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, you gain one life for each creature you control. <laughs> and yeah. it has three so, in a white. Manifest the top card of your library. <laughs> I look at this card. I'm kind of not really sure what the hell. It's like, why are we playing this card? And... Then you look over and realize it's a Nykthos deck. Mm-hmm. So, pretty good having a man- random mana sink in your Nykthos deck. Yeah. You know, just make a bunch of toot Why not? 
Also, I really like the Force Snare. Two white bips yep. for your Nyctos. Quarantine Field kind of doing the same thing. One of those. Yeah, and again, Quarantine Field good with tons of mana. Just exile everything. Yeah, there's a... Uh... But the only card that isn't like full up on pips that's a creature is Heliod. Everything else is full up on pips. Of the, I guess Ballista. So the combo. Yeah, Ballista. Everything that isn't on the combo is offering full pips for its mana cost. Um, And I guess Gideon is too. Yeah, you're talking about how like the Ballista combo deployed in one turn is very mana intensive. So if you play like a... You have to be a 2-2 Ballista. That's 4 mana plus 2 mana from the Heliod. 6 mana... Nykthos makes that not so hard. You can also do interesting stuff with uh, with Mastery of the Unseen, right? You can just like flip a bunch of cards, and then you can be like, aha, I have the combo. Yeah, but you can't... If you flip the Blister, it just, just dies. just dies. Yeah. Mm. But if you ideally Grange and put a counter on your manifested Blister when you flip it, it will not die. There you go. That's a combo. Ah. But you can be a little bit sneaky with, I guess, Heliod. It's kind of interesting. But Mastery of the Unseen is probably just a card advantage tool, mainly. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of, like, random life gain in this deck. Um, seemingly random, which is really good with your Heliod. Just put counters on your idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, I would imagine just putting counters on your Owl is not bad. Yeah. Just this big flying beater. Yeah, the all Daxos, gained life. Skidian have lifelink. Does not, oh, it does, right? Uh, yeah, it does. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a sweet deck. I wonder if this is Spider yeah, Spaces like list or something the community or someone else worked on. I mean, you know, you just, you just give something lifeline with two mana. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a cool list. So kudos to whoever came up with this. If it was Spider Space or somebody else, I like it. Seems like exactly what Sam would like to play in uh, Pioneer. I feel like. <laughs> Seems like way up his alley. Because it's white cards. It's grindy and too. Ballista. Grindy white cards. With a combo. Um, let's see. Below that we've got another Heliod-ish deck. They just jammed it into a uh, a junk deck this time. Just kinda interesting. Yeah, just just the one. Kinda cool. They they obviously already were in the market for Ballista, so they just jammed a Heliod in, because why not? It's free real estate. Well, they also play Traverse the Olvenwald, right? That can, uh, that fetches Heliod, does it not? Yeah, Heliod's a creature. So, yeah, there you go. You don't really need more than one in your uh, your Traverse deck. So, uh, that's pretty sweet. And then, you know, it's like, oh, we're, we're playing white because we have to, to. You know, we can't leave the value on the table for the combo, right? So, four fucking Siege Rhinos since we're in white now. Get in my deck. I mean, if you were playing green black and had a splash white, why not? Yeah, why not? Get you, get you some fucking siege rhinos. And I like the the one white cyborg card combo console allocation. Yeah, because fuck you, Lotus Field deck. Yeah, I I think there's like definitely other reasons to play random white card. If you're on four white mana for siege rhino, I think you could maybe cram like a rest in peace. And well, I guess you don't want that in your Ishkana deck, but your yeah, Ishkana your, traverse deck, Grim Flayer. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But I'm sure there's other. I'm sure there's gonna be like other white cards that are like worth playing, right? But just come ball is like probably leaving a little bit on the table with the sideboard. But maybe they just want consistency. Massacre. 
bro. Yeah. It's like um it's like it's Gad is it Gadwick from or Lord Godfrey from uh Hearthstone? There's been a few cards recently that have come out in Magic that feel like very close to Hearthstone cards, which is kind of weird. Uh, I haven't really been playing Hearthstone in quite a while though, so I'm out of date on what's been in the newer sets. There's like a few Magic cards that have come out in the last like year or two that have been like kind of like old um older Hearthstone cards. Anyways, let's see. Uh, anything else? Not really. Not really anything else. Uh, super exciting on this list. So. It's okay. We're already getting close to two hours here. Anything, uh, anything else stand out to you that you wanted to talk about with uh, Pioneer and Modern? Anything caught your eye? Um. Well, you know, thanks a lot, Wizards, because you banned people dead. Now I have to play these degenerate just guy ascendancy decks. Oh man, you hate to see it happen. You hate to see it happen. So we're gonna have to do a video for next Friday. Not not the Friday or the next Friday for the the listener. What are we gonna do? We gonna do a, we gonna do a Jack deck, Chris? A what deck? Jeskai Ascendancy combo. Oh. We gonna do something else? What's what out of all these decks we, we talked about today really spoke to you? I don't think we can afford an <laughs> No, I don't think so. That's so it's I think the rental pieces. account would uh, not be able to do that. Or we, uh, we could even play probably the um, the flooding deck, the chronic flooding deck. <laughs> Which you think that's sweeter, or do you think the SNC deck is sweeter? Um, the breach deck is doable too. Uh, the yeah, the flooding breach deck. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It's only like the breach deck is definitely like the hottest fire. <laughs> it's it's the the garbage burns brighter. Let's <laughs> say that. Yeah. Oh, good news, John. I already own four Lotus Fields. Oh, nice. Online or? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> For the Blood Sun deck. Oh, my God. Talk about dead decks. Losing Karn. Oof. Oh, losing Karn had to hurt that deck, right? I mean, Gladys, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, specifically Karn Lattice, yeah. I mean, we're not playing, much we're not playing without Karn Lattice. without Lattice, I don't think, in that deck. I think you might do something else. I think the deck has to completely turn a 180 and just play a lot of bigger, better creatures and Once Upon a Time. Mm, yeah. If the deck is to even hope to be relatively a meme. We talked about the Blood Sun deck so much on this podcast. and I don't know why we talk about it so much. It's just like always in the back of our heads. Because it's like it's our, like, uh, our, ugly it's like our baby. stupid fucking napkin deck that like never really was. Yeah. Yeah, we got robbed. Unlike like Jeskai Dragons and Esper Dragons, which got their time in the sun, right? Yeah. The Blood Sun deck. The sun was always setting on that deck. <laughs> I just like that we got to play Chameleon Colossus in that deck. Like the original draft was like everyone was playing Shadow, just like get you a Chameleon Colossus. <laughs> One big boy. Yeah, we're playing like Ballista Basilisk color combo. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> Oh man. Anyways, moving away from I guess specifically that. Well, I, I think we want to do some pioneer content though, because we've had people asking for a pioneer video. So I think uh, I think our next video is going to probably be pioneer, and uh, I think odds are pretty good right now. Looking at this, that it might be this uh, this underworld breach chronic flooding deck. It'll probably be a combo deck. It'll probably a combo deck. Yep. 
it'll be us trying to figure it out um but looking forward to the future for pioneer specifically we've got uh, a first big crop of um pioneer gps coming up uh, about what a week out now i want to say oh yeah hey, about a week out um so uh the first one Two in the same weekend yeah the first set is going to be january 30th and 31st and they're going to be in brussels and nagoya so we got a europe one and we got a japan one um so same weekend to the japanese love their batshit crazy in front off the wall decks. and frontier did really well in japan um it was like one of the most popular places i think because hari hari uh, really you know pushed it so i think there's a large pioneer built-in play base in japan so i think we're gonna see some really cool shit at that tournament um you know don't count brussels out either i think we'll see some cool stuff there so that's excited and then we get a week break which is good this is really interesting too right because like they're gonna have uh there's gonna be an event in phoenix on february 6th and so they get they get all the data from that from two gps now i think they're gonna be i think it's gonna be really different i don't think it's gonna be the same at both Oh yeah, like New England and um, Brussels is probably very different flavors. Uh, I, yeah, I think the metas are going to be different, which is cool. I don't think it's. I mean, there's going to be some decks that are going to show up above, like blue white control and you know <laughs> shit like that. But I, I do think that the like the you look at the top 32 of each tournament. I think they're going to be really different. Uh, and then people are going to have to look at that and look at the online meta and figure out what the fuck they're going to do in phoenix <laughs> and i think i think this like this triple threat with the week break is going to be really cool and also since um the u.s one is the, the later one a lot of the pro players are you know from the states or will come play in the states so i think the density of pro players at the phoenix one is going to be very high compared i mean the incentives to go play gps are not as high as they used to be for pro players but they're still there and so um you know japan is you know they have a lot of good players there they have a lot of good players in asia but like i think it's safe to say that like a big a pretty big amount of the pro scene is centered in the us and then europe i would say is kind of the runner-up in terms of like just sheer numbers of, of, of like players yeah, i think yeah. it's not trying to like put down the other regions i think it's just like a the game is from the u.s b watsi really heavily markets to english language first and foremost i think the players that do well in other parts of the world are like succeeding at much higher odds but i think it's safe to say that the phoenix one is going to pull more like star players um so it's going to be really interesting to see how these star players together with more info at their fingertips are going to choose to tackle the format and so um let's see our schedule for the podcast right now i want to check real quick so today is the 20th and then the 17th the third it's on the six are we recording on the 10th i want to say third <clears throat> no we're going to on the 17th mm, that's a bummer we're going to be a little off weeks we're going to be a little off on the uh i'm talking about that one we will however be able to talk about the europe results and the japan results so we're definitely going to talk about that we're going to get super hype about that for you guys um and then we're going to be a little bit late to the punch on how it all shook out with the uh the phoenix results i keep wanting to say the rena results which is the one right afterwards later in the month of february that i think we're both going to try to go to 
and we're not going to play limited. <laughs> no. We are going to do some side events, maybe even pioneer ones. So that's super exciting. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, and you know what? We are going to be doing a video that week because um, we're going to be doing videos, you know, every every other week now. Um, so it'll be both of us or just one of us but um i'm sure we can talk a little bit about the results if there's anything you know really crazy so if you really want to hear our take on the tournament right after it happened um you know tune into our video um and i'm sure we'll be sharing how we uh how we feel if anything too exciting happened <laughs> but i think that kind of breaks us down to the uh last part of our show we're getting a little bit past the two hour markdown uh so we're gonna get into our uh deck of the week what we're uh, super excited about to play in our deck or what deck we're super excited to play chris what about you um i would like to kind of get back into and put together some sort of stupid wilderness reclamation <laughs> you always say that i feel like you've said wilderness reclamation more than a few times <laughs> Uh, so these decks used to all play Oko, and it was just who cares? Oko's <laughs> gone, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just I've been playing all these like Field of the Dead type decks, and I just kind of feel like want to shake it up a little bit. But I don't want to play the Snow deck because deck sucks. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Bant Snow is well positioned at least in the short term. So I don't know. I just. I, I don't know what sort of flavor of um, reclamation I want to try and force. Um, I have I, I've always had these like illusions of grandeur about playing small to fairy and getting to plus your including wish on the end step to do some big dumb stupid thing. Well, that's hot. You could uh, you could uh, float mana and cast a panglacial worm in your end step. Yeah, no no wishes needed for that. <laughs> um, oh man. Or if if blurring wish is too restrictive as to what you're wishing for, you could just play Fey of Wishes. Go get you whatever you want. Yeah, man. You could play Fires too. That's not, that's not very good. Fires in your equation seems counterproductive. Working in different directions on that one. But yeah, just next is a fate. Some some kiddos. I like it. I like it. Can you imagine like? Can you imagine the stories if I had if, if someone were to top eight playing a panglacial worm in their deck? I'd be so hot. Like back in the day of like PPTQs or GPTs or whatever, he's like, oh yeah, and then he like end step cracked a fetch and played fucking panglacial worm, and then he took an extra turn and just attacked <laughs> me with it three times and I died. <laughs> Amazing. I know. The dream, the dream is so real. I have, I have quite a few copies of Panglacial Worm. If you need them, just hit me up. Yeah, somehow, I don't know if anyone will need more than one copy. I think one is enough. <laughs> Do you have one though? I thought you gave it back to me. Or was it Kevin? I gave it back to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we finished playing the deck, and like both of you guys were like, "Here, take these fucking Panglacial Worms back." <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> it's like I never even got a chance to play mine. I was so irritated about that. Rip. It just like never was the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh well. Surprising, I'm sure. <laughs> the format's reset, man. You can play it again. We can play Bant Pokemon at FNM. Wilderness Pokemon. Wild Pokemon. Wild Pokemon. Wild Pokemon appears. You just think, but like Teferi wants you to play Sorceries. 
So, like, what what hot bant colored sorceries can you glittering wish for on the end step and be insane? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they exist. I mean, like, Supreme Virgin War Wargate one. Wargate's the sorcery, right? Jeez, how deep are wishing for a Wargate? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and then you can Wargate for It's like a fucking flowchart, man. <laughs> like How would you even Wargate you for? You just put one Wargate in this sideboard and run the other three main deck. You can Wargate for something and while you're Wargating, you can cast Pen Glacial <laughs> Worm! <laughs> It's terrible. Even if you were getting it for a land, you wouldn't have the land or the. F you wouldn't have the land until after you needed to cast the Fanguishal. <laughs> wouldn't even, like. You'd just be down four mana or whatever, three mana. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like three mana to open the Stargate. <laughs> Man, Wargate. Jeez. Oh, shit. I think I'd have trouble finding four Wargates by Friday. <laughs> yeah, I fucking bet you would. I don't know, dude. When we were talking about the the Panguacial Worm deck, uh, a local judge just like had a bunch of the cards. I didn't end up getting them from him, but he was like, "Oh yeah, I got four of these. Got four of those. Just like like Panguacial Worms. He just had a playset. Why? As you do, as you do. Glittering Wishes had a playset. Like why? <laughs> That's right. We own. We all own a ton of Glittering Wishes. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of Glittering Wishes. I think I have like seven. Jeez. Anyway, what are you uh, hyped for, John? Um, God, so I took such a beating with the Four Colors Snow deck. I'm I'm still a believer. I'm going to get back into it, but I've been wanting for a while to play um, a Bug or Four Colors Shadow deck. Um, I think Shadow with Veil of Summer is like really powerful, and Once Upon a Time, just like super consistent, super resilient, um, just very, very powerful. And I was like, I'm having so much fun with the four color snow deck. Like I don't want to play anything else. And it's like, well, I finally had a place where it was like, fuck, man, I got beat down playing the deck. Maybe I can like okay with taking a week or two off. Um, but I don't own once upon a time. This is the big problem. I think you do, right, Chris? So it had to be it had to be a week when you like didn't want to play them. So if that ends up being a thing that happens, then I guess I could uh, take Shadow out. But um, yeah, that's my that's my like lofty goal would be to play um. Uh, a bug or four color shadow it's hard because like bug shadow doesn't get the trample from um like royal scions yeah. or um uh it's evading me the two mana red instant um tbr, TBR yeah team battle rage um <sighs> so you just lose to some stuff that you would beat otherwise like fuck like field of the dead tokens Ooh, a little bit difficult to beat without trample so i just give them flying somehow what was that picture? It was like the card with the cat on it. Like, there's a lot of the flying, shitty there's cards. There's a lot of to shitty cards flying. to jump stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe there's one. Maybe I can find one. That's uh, I. I will award you something if you kill someone by giving your shadow flying with lifted by the clouds. <laughs> what that card does lifted by the clouds. It's an arcane. What? Why? Because it's hilarious. There's like this spirit. It's three just, mana. It's just the spirit's just like on the cloud. All right, all right. We'll, sh we'll put it up for the YouTube people. 
Target creature gains flying until end of turn. It costs three mana, Chris. It's two and a blue. <laughs> Splice onto arcade. Look, look at this art. Look at this card. This guy's flying right now. He's so excited. He's flying. <laughs> what the fuck? This is definitely... Oh, what a card. Yeah, this is the guy that did like two finales art, I think. That reminds me of... Uh, and I think he also... Was it also the guy that did... Um, What's the Eureka with Suspend? Um, Hypergenesis? I'm pretty sure this is the same guy that did the art for Hypergenesis. And, uh... Oh, he also did Chameleon Colossus. Did he? Oh. <laughs> ah, yes, and who could forget? Elven Riders. <laughs> uh, anyways, way off topic. I think I need something that jumps my shadows that doesn't cost three mana. <laughs> just a hunch. Need Imagine the satisfaction in killing your Eldrazi Tron opponent with a Chalice on one in play with Lifted by the Clouds. There's like a little tiny like city or something in the background. In the clouds. That's, it's called Bespin. Bespin. Lando, Lando Calrissian. Oh my god. Anyways, what a fucking card. This is one of the worst like jumps I've ever seen. This is terrible. I can't believe. Do you like how I just, I just knew it? That you one just pulled in it. The you just pulled it right out. Like it was in your pocket. You just it was ready. I, I, I'm surprised I don't have one on my desk right here to show you guys. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! I don't know if I could think of a worse card if I tried offhand without without, <laughs> without looking. I don't. I think if without actually seriously like doing some some googling, I don't think I could think of a worse card for for that effect. A worse, a worse jump. A worse jump. I mean, I can think of worse cards. Chronic flooding springs to mind. <laughs> <laughs> springs How a leak. Spring to mind. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyways, we're way, way, way off topic. <laughs> way, way off topic. I think that about wraps us up for the week. <laughs> uh, thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more of our content, you can head on over to mtgconflux.com. We post all of our podcast episodes, our videos on there. That is definitely the place to head up first if you want to make sure you're getting everything from us. You can also find us on social media like Facebook and Twitter under the same name. All of our content gets pushed out to there as well. It's just links to the website. Um, you can check out our video content, including the podcast, podcast that you're listening to right now uh, with a video on YouTube. We're going to put out this podcast every other week, and on the off week, there is going to be a video of some sort of us playing on. I think it's going to be Magic Online, basically, always. Um, no arena here. <laughs> Rainbow Six videos. Rainbow Six, yeah, maybe we'll sneak a Rainbow Six video on. If you like watching uh, Chris and I get bodied in shooters, and get the whole gang on. Maybe we'll do that for like a, a sub reward or something at some point in the future. Anyways, uh, you can support us. And join the MTG Conflux community at patreon.com slash mtgconflux or by buying MTG Conflux shirts and swag on redbubble.com. Check out the links on our Facebook and Twitter pages. If you have any suggestions or comments, please reach out to us. We'd love to read them. Um, I would love to do a mailbag episode at some point, so you gotta email us for us to do the mailbag episode. You gotta email us your thoughts, your questions. Send them to us. We get enough. We will do a mailbag episode. It'll be awesome. Um, we can even do an audio mailbag episode maybe so I would love to do something like that so send them our way 
again, we really do appreciate you sticking around and we hope you'll join us. 